So welcome to High on Homegrown from Percy's Grow Room. I am Mackie, and tonight is the panel. We've got Monkey. Say hi, Monkey. Hi. Hey, panel. I'm Monkey. I'm a cocoa grower. I've been at Percy's now for less than a year, but uh, getting closer to that, though. Um, about three years experience growing weed, but about 40 years worth of growing everything else. So that, that's me. Yeah. What are you saying, GB? Oh, I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> yeah, introduce yourself, man. Well, I got that. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. something. Hey. I thought it was only me that didn't understand this stuff. Okay. Sorry, I'm GB, guys. I'm from Ireland. Um, I'm a Percy's. I say close enough to say Miss Monkey coming up on a year. Um, I'm on, I'm only new to growing. Again, I, I grew up years ago, but we're coming back to it again and. You know, wouldn't wouldn't have been able to get to where I was if it wasn't for, with the help of everyone from Percy. So, I, any new people that's listening, but we all we're all quite helpful. And um, yeah, looking forward to the show. Sweet ZN, what are you saying, man? Say hi to everybody. Hi everybody, um, the <laughs> Zombie Nation from UK soil grammar. Um, been at Percy since the beginning, almost. Um, pretty much the best site on the internet apart from Pornhub I suppose but we're well, pretty close yeah. we're up there ranking mm. with them <laughs> ranking <laughs> <laughs> ranking anyway TG what are you saying man our organic soil grower what are you saying mm. yeah no, I am temple grower I am a organic soil grower as Mackie mentioned from Canada uh, I'm a medical marijuana patient here, growing my own since the, I guess we were technically allowed back in 2017 when the, uh, or 16, sorry, when the, when the laws changed, but um, I've been growing for about a decade now. Um, yeah, I mean, lots to say about soil. I'll, uh, I'll argue with anybody about it, so should be some good times. <laughs> so we're going to move on to news and events. Are we ready? Yeah. Ready for the theme tune. <laughs> News at a few minutes past 10 with Percy's Grow Room. <laughs> right. So what are we saying? Who are we going to go first? Zombie Nation, you've got some news for us, right? Well, all, all I'm going to say is I've seen so much recently about all these so-called cures to do with cannabinoids everybody's advertising it including high times so what do we think about the uh the ganja being a cure for covid yeah oh i don't know no. well not a cure <laughs> but some kind of ailment fixer i don't know i'm yeah i'm no medical professional so i don't feel very comfortable speculating but i mean there's a lot we don't know about it so i mean and i don't know you got to be skeptical of any of these claims yeah you know i just think Absolutely. it's it's a bandwagon bandwagon everybody can jump on and just uh i don't know add their little spin to it so any cannabis writer wants to try and get their work noticed by adding the word covid to it and this is the best way to do it you know yes yeah, that's, that's right you know, it's kind of one of those things that you can always argue that it, it does reduce stress. So in that way, it might boost your immune system. Um, but I, whether or not it's going to be a direct cure, I mean, who's to say? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, I've smoked for close to 38 years constantly. Um, I'm pretty healthy. I don't get much wrong with me. I don't suffer from colds. I don't get flu. I don't get anything. I just have like maybe a week every year when the weather changes where I feel a bit shit. But that's about it. 
I don't, I'm, my immune system, I reckon, is like up there somewhere, right at the top. I don't catch anything. And I've got to put that down to smoking weed because the rest of my family catch illnesses all the sudden time and the norm smoke. Yeah, yeah. I'm still COVID free. Yeah, still COVID free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know. I like could disagree with that because my immune system is absolutely shit. Oh dear. So I catch every cold. I'll catch every flu. So the claiming claiming cannabis is some kind of cure for COVID. So well, not, not cure, not, but the CBD so cannabinoid fills the same. Yeah, a cannabinoid in it. Yeah. You know, right, that's right. it. Weed is just a medicine altogether, really. And as long as that can reduce the stress, then that's going to help you get over a lot of things. Well, you're saying, GB, you got some news too, right? We have a bit of news for Ireland. Our new minister for for health, Stephen Donnelly, um, he he reaffirmed today a better statement that he made a couple of couple of three years ago on Hot Press that he would like to find a way to decriminalise small quantities of weed. For people so like his basic thing is like if an adult wants to grow herb and then smoke it there are no negative consequences for other people well they should be allowed to do that that's kind of as Spain is right now isn't it yeah they're pretty lax on there they don't think it's technically legal there but you can grow personal plants on your your deck and use it as long as it's personal use kind of thing right he's talking about um it should be done in the context of medical research uh, to see that like smoking weed as a minor cannot lead to mental health challenges or does it not? Um, and they want, and they're trying to be mindful of. They don't want to do the drug tourism. They don't want the Amsterdam effect. I don't know why. I think I think it would do very well for the the government coffers. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Just follow follow Canada's yeah, example, now? and that'll be a perfect forum. <laughs> so have you got some news as well, TG? Oh yeah, for sure. Mine's more, I guess, like kind of like GB specific to the, the Canada sphere here and more specifically to the, the medical people. But um, there was an announcement regarding all this COVID stuff uh, and your medical license. If you were a medical marijuana patient and your license expires between March 13th, 2020 and September 30th, 2020, you're allowed to continue to use your, your license um, with an or with impunity for another six months after that, sure. um, because mm. of COVID and because it's been so hard to access your your healthcare practitioner type people. Oh, that's so, pretty sweet. For example, yeah, I'm just reading the website here, and they say if your registration expired between March 13th and June 25th, the six month extension would start on the 26th of June. So effectively, you'd be still legal until December 26th, six months later. And then if your ex registration expires anytime after June 26th, and between June 26th and September 30th, that six month extension would start the day after your registration expires. So that's a good thing. Um, they announced it just recently. So so is that just specifically because of COVID or will that be something that carries yeah. on after? No, no, I think it's, well, who knows how long the, the COVID stuff's gonna go on. Very um, true. But yeah, for, for right now, there's a six month extension on anybody's, anybody's registration that expired between those dates that I mentioned, so that's cool. uh that's a nice, uh, well, it's, it's nice for people who, who, yeah, are in, are in limbo and stuff. And it's, it's really tough to get into doctors, obviously, right mm. now and stuff. So, yeah. So yeah, just for everybody's information, if anybody is from Canada and medical and listening and wasn't aware of that. So you, you got some news as well, Monkey? 
Oh yeah, mine like Temple's is is a little bit more U.S. based, but you see, the rest of the world may not understand how how screwed up the U.S. is. We have the federal government saying everything is completely illegal, and we have different states deciding it's legal, it's not legal, it's medical legal, it's recreational. One thing that's really been a, a sticking point is that the private cannabis industry is decades ahead of what the government is is producing. There's only one place in the United States that the government grows cannabis for research. And it's in a University of Mississippi in the southern part of the, of the, the country. And they have limited strains. But this new bill that they, they introduced and cleared half of the half of the government, they cleared a house and are aiming for the Senate, would allow them to use commercially grown cannabis for testing. <laughs> while, while they're aiming at trying to study impaired driving, but they're allowing this commercially grown cannabis to cross state lines to states that are not yet legal for study. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically what they're doing is if they pass this, it could actually crack the door open so we can get some real information. Some real information would really help us make a positive move here. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this goes further and that the Senate will, will do something about it because man, yeah. you, you guys don't understand how confusing this is. You can literally drive a hundred feet across a state line and you would be arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen videos of people yeah, that have had the same issues. Yeah, I heard a story of Snoop Dogg. He was carrying around some of his medicine, which was legal yeah. for him. And then he moved to a different state for one of the shows he was doing, and they tried to arrest him for it. And he's like, what are you talking about? This is my medicine. Uh, it, mm-hmm. The fact that I've moved over a state line doesn't change the fact that I still need my medicine. You know? Yeah. That's it. But it's well, so screwed I'm- up around here, man. It's just we have to get everything on the same page. And, it, and it took, if the world could do something like this, where we could, everybody could decide to do one thing one way, we might actually start having a, a decent culture with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, one day. The, yeah, the maybe states one goes, one, I mean, go on with this. The world yeah. follows, right? So oh, everybody's trying now. Um, everybody knows that we can grow, uh, home growers can grow way better weed than the government can. Of course. Until <laughs> we we had we had our country is so fucked up it's untrue. We're we're illegal for everything, and they've they've since relaxed the laws for uh, medicinal cannabis for those kids suffering from those those really bad bouts of epilepsy and stuff. But the company in based in Norfolk that used to supply all the um, cannabis to other countries medicinal cannabis to other countries that was partly run by one of our government ministers and her husband has now been sold to the u.s oh lord in the last they two sold months, that shit far i didn't even they realize sold that it. yeah man so it's now owned by not gm pharmaceuticals as they were or g is gw in this country and it gm mm-hmm. in the u.s yeah, it's now owned by um, some U.S. Uh, investment company. So, uh, yeah, it's coming, mate. <laughs> it's all about the money, man. They're chasing the peas. It's all about the money. Right. So much money, man. There, were, there, were, there was new um, contracts today. In Ireland, we grow an awful lot of um, hemp. We, yeah. we grow lots of medicinal cannabis. They, they reckon there could be up to 80,000 jobs in the, in the near future in medicinal cannabis and um, once it has a point point two percent on it there's just um only only today there was or yesterday there was big contracts offered out there's one or two big um producers in ireland and they're offering out contracts now to load loads of different farmers and nurseries to to 
to grow hemp all year round. Wow. But yet, they, but yet they're still just so hell-bent. And it's because the establishment that we have over here, they're still, they answer to the old people. And old people just have a, a mentality that if you smoke weed, you're a drug. You're, you're yeah. a down and out. That's you're you're this, you're that. You know, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> it's true. But I know the we call it yep. over here in America, we call it the reefer madness mentality because yeah. that's the movie. And, you know, yeah, my mother still believes that if I smoke marijuana, which she has no clue that I do, that I would <laughs> become insane, yeah. murder the family and the next yep. door neighbors and, and, you know, that whole thing. It's crazy. <laughs> well, they, they, got it all from the, <laughs> they got it all from the movie back in, it was a 1938 movie called Reefer Madness. Yeah, I think yeah. the, the it's films. <laughs> U.S. government yeah. propaganda film. Yeah, very good say, if, if you've listened to the the actual the track to it if you like jazz it's a fucking classic track yeah. the whole album <laughs> you can't watch the really movie though the movie's absolute rubbish yeah, oh no, it, it's yeah. a good laugh if you get a good yeah. laugh, it's a good laugh. Oh. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> Harry Anslinger though yeah he messed a lot of stuff up for sure uh, yeah. big history and all the it's all racist history and stuff, you know. I'm sure we'll cover it all eventually on the podcast. Well, that, sure, yeah. that, don't worry about all that history stuff. That'll all be erased, too. It'll all be gone. Mm. <sighs> Let's just hope the future doesn't yeah. get erased, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Where so let's move on to the next section, eh? We've, uh, that's just about the news and events for this week. So we, mm-hmm. we have uh, the next section of the show is called Famous Stoners. Here's the intro. So there we go. Who's on famous famous stoners this week? Stoners you should know. I think that's you, GB. It is me, and this is one that everybody will know. And um, it is the big cheese himself is Jesus. Jesus was a stoner. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, lads. This is this really took me by surprise. And. Um, yeah, it was kind of it was discovered back back in the day, back in nineteen twenty six. It was a an hematologist called Sue Bennett, Sula Bennett. She discovered that she went back and she was tra- translated um, a particular word, and it was a, a mistranslation from back to the very forced translation from the Hebrew texts. Go um, in three. I think it was the fourth century AD, no BC, sorry BC, um, into Greek, and they miss all they done is they mistranslated a word from hemp instead of they had it down as reed. Okay. And what it is is it was a the kinobasum reference, and instead of it, it should have been kenabasum. Kena translates to hemp. Basum is aromatic. Aha. And that's what the main the main thing was. So what what we do is we will jump back to Jesus now. And what happened with with Jesus was if we look at different texts, they say that he was a priest, and the 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 priests had this special anointing oil that was supposedly given to them from the burning bush and um, with Moses. But this this oil was meant to be kept for the priests, and it was meant to be kept for the the kings. The anointed ones. Meant, the anointed ones. And that's what it was. It was meant to keep them in. It, it was so that they could speak to God. Yeah. 
I've uh, read this somewhere. I can't remember where, so I have no way to verify it, but I have for sure read this before or heard this before. It seems like yeah, no, it's just a lot in history, you know? Yeah, at least a bit about the oil. So it's quite possible really... that the water into wine story, they were all stoned. <laughs> so they were yeah. no difference <laughs> anyway. I'm so high right now. Drugs, I just pretend it's wine. <laughs> all those so stories, they, I mean, I think we take a lot away from our ancient ancestors and we apply all of our modern, you know, really restrictive ideals and stuff to what they probably would have been doing too. But I think back then they were much more embracing of, of uh, you know, altered states and these oh, types yeah, of things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, 100%. Well, that's how they spoke. Even, even the, the Indians and that, they still do it with their peace pipes and stuff in the in those hot tents with the, the steam and everything. That's how they still communicate with their gods and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, well, they do yeah, DMT and shit as well, don't they, you know? It's not just it's the ganja. There's all so. sorts of different things people used to take back in the day. I think a lot of their technology has been forgotten, been illegalized yeah. over time, you know? Yeah, we're, we've been taught to, like, fear it or it's dangerous or some some other thing, um, mostly because, yeah, it's it's quite liberating stuff generally when you when you really use it properly and and take the lessons to heart right absolutely so there we go the authorities don't want that lizard people right but <laughs> do, does that mean jesus was a stoner did he use cannabis himself or did he just use it for other people and medicine no from from what i gather it's they they seem to he used it as a medicine but they they also use it in in their ceremonies mm-hmm so they use it as a, as an aromatic as well. Oh, cool! In uh, a book with the, they even have the like the recipe is even in the Bible. It's in Exodus 20, 22, 25. and it's it's not like it's like nine pounds of weed <laughs> is needed. It's um, it comes in. They call it shekels. A shekel, roughly, I think it walks out to. I think I think I've walked it out. I'm after losing my notes where I had it both. Um, it was 500 seconds of liquid mirror, half as much of fragranted cinnamon, 250 seconds of kinabasum, and 500 seconds of cassia, which is another cinnamon. And Jesus went against the church. He gave the, the medicine to other people. So like people that had the shakes, he gave it to people that were losing their sight. He gave it to people that had... Um, epilepsy and so and it helped it helped cure them and it, it mightn't have cured them completely but it alleviated their symptoms yeah. so that's but back in the, back in those times obviously it would have been a miracle yeah it's no different than today well i say it's a miracle today but the the big farmers won't let it out will they mm-hmm. exactly. no, but it, it, it all comes it all comes back to when wasn't it big cotton they were the ones that turned everybody against hemp and against everything, and they, they made it illegal. And everyone knows the story of the drug wars, or not the drug wars, of how everybody went against weed. Evil we stuff that calms everybody down and makes everybody happy. Man. Yeah. As opposed that. to alcohol that makes everybody fight. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, they, they had a lot yeah. of that too. You know, that shit's been around for a long time as well. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's just like to hold their perception. Prohibited as well, isn't there? So. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had a prohibition in the U.S. on alcohol. It was forbidden, and they and they finally figured out after a few years that you can say prohibition all you want; people are going to get it anyway. You of know. course, but so, here we still are with weed. It's a strange well, thing. Exactly. 
Yeah, not to mention the gangsters. Yeah. But it just opens up a black market if you just make stupid things illegal, you know? Yeah, prohibition exactly. never works. All laws do, and stupid laws especially, are, all they do is make more criminals because people just, you know, think of shit. People can do what they want, especially if it's not dangerous. It's a lot of like moonshiners then, but plant-based. Well, <laughs> plant-based moonshiners. <laughs> well, it, I mean, even it's a bad the moonshine name, is plant-based, isn't it? <laughs> a moonshiner. Right. Right yeah, then, so uh, the next session, lads, is going to be grow guides. And we're going to discuss how to start your very first grow, what kind of equipment you're going to need and stuff. Here we go. So where do we start? Where do you start? A light. A light. A light. That's a light. Good, yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where the most amount of money is going to go, right? It's on the light. You can, you can literally grow anywhere as long as you've got the right lighting. True. And if you don't have a light, you're not growing anything. I mean, this it might true. stink and everybody might see it, but with a light, you can still grow it. Yeah. So yeah, and a, a lot of people make the mistake when they first they go for that cheap light. And, you know, I think everybody's made that mistake. I know I did. Yeah, <laughs> Twice or three sure. times. <laughs> Everyone makes a, a gradual slope on my upgrades to what I'm at right now. And I spent yeah, a ton of money on all those stupid stuff. <laughs> you got a garage full of crap then like me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you make use of it. I'm going to hang it for my little seedling or a couple of my crappy lights for my seedlings and stuff, right? So oh, yeah. if they're not powerful enough for the big tent, you can still sub them in somewhere else. Maybe I could put the red and blue ones out for Christmas, huh? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, good idea. <laughs> so, Zeon, what kind of lighting would you recommend for a new grower? Somebody just well, starting it, out. To be honest, right, I've got, I've got all of it now. I've got your metal halide, your HPS, your LED. If you can afford LED, go for a decent quality LED, something like an ish, or even if you haven't got the money for an ish, a Mars Hydro. They're yeah. both good quality lights. Good starting point. There you can grow. Anything yeah. other than that, no blurples, none of that old school tech, none of the, the heaty HPS that you need extractors and dehumidifiers for. Nice LED. Yeah, I agree. The, the technology is there nowadays. There's just quality models out there everywhere, especially that invisible. Yeah. You, you know, you all see I use the invisible sunlights, man, and they're just epic. Yeah. Yeah, that scrog killed it, man. That, that, yeah, that totally did. Nailed that scrog. I miss it. Beautiful. I watch the video sometimes and reminisce. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ali dropped it on a question the other day on the forum. Is like, I saw Mackie with this met, this massive net. Is that something I have to do? <laughs> no. like, ah, it, it is something you have to do at some point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys, <laughs> just for the fun at of it. You know? in your grow career, you have to do a strong just to say you've done one. What do you think, TG? What would you say about the first lights to use? Oh yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree with Zombie. I mean. The, the LEDs in 2020, right at this date and time, are are excellent. I mean, probably, like I always say, the best, best um, HPS or HID, I mean, probably will still be better than the best LED, I think. I mean, I have no data to back that up. And you yeah. have Gavita and Fluence and them. They make some really nice lights. But... Um, for, for the most part, yeah, in your average tent in your basement kind of thing for your, for your average home grower, the, the lights Zombie mentioned are, are amazing. Um, there's And there's lots out there. I mean, yeah, the blur poles and stuff that you can't really, well, you can find them, but I find they're a lot less common than even a year ago now. 
yeah, people are fading away and not using them so much, are they? Yeah, the new chips. I mean, they must be have gotten cheaper and just to build the, the quantum board style lights. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, th those are the way to go for sure. Less heat. It's just plug it in. They're light. You don't have to worry about you know weight issues. The old LEDs. I have an old Mars two 1600, and the thing weighs like 35 pounds. Like it's, it's freaking yeah. heavy. <laughs> yeah. It was a steel case. Yeah. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. It's all the heat sinks and everything inside. So, but yeah, these new lights are great. So, and yeah, the coverage. It's like, like over was, the last couple of years, the LED tech has just jumped up a shitload in it. Yeah, just proper. Sure. The, the spectrum's quality nowadays. Hmm. That too. Yeah, you can get all kinds of different diodes, like the the far reds, the yeah. I've the got deep it in mine. In I've UVs. got the Ish five thirty BR, and that's yeah. got the extra blue and the extra red, the deep red, the infrared. It's got everything in there. Quality For light. Sure, yeah. Man. I mean, nothing beats the sun, obviously. Of course. But that's kind of a different, a different for thing. Now, you know, for up now, for now, one day we might figure it out, man. We'll figure out something that's even better. Uh, if you are starting out, for the sake of an extra week or two weeks or three weeks of it, of saving a few pounds, stay and save a few pounds. Don't waste your money. That like I, I wasted a ton of money on my four scrubber. Yeah a ton of money on equipment and stuff and i thought it looked great and i said oh that's the best stuff that i could buy that was cheap on amazon and stuff i had to end up i went cloud and then bought all the good stuff so i just wasted i i have two two i can grow two two lots mm -hmm. a good set and a bad set if it, and if it comes down to it even go on to i'll go on to the likes of a site like percy's ask people is that what, what what should I do? What what should I go for? Yeah. There's been a few guys who have been come, new fellas have come up and they've been asking and it's the same thing. It's they're saying, just hold off. If it's a thing that if you can afford something that's say 150 pounds now or or 200 euro or something, if it's 250 or 260 euro, give it give it the extra week or two because you'll see the results. Oh, yeah, yeah. HPS is, you know, it's like uh, Paddy said in the chat there that HPS gets the solid nugs, and it's like, yeah, it's, you know, there is that to it. The HID lights do bring out nice, solid, dense nugs, but the LEDs get in there, man. It, it can equally match what HPS can do. Well, there's there's definitely reasons to use an HPS, too. Like, where I live here in Canada, and it gets really cold, and um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> like most places, but... Um, my basement is not super well insulated, um, so it gets to be like, you know, 15 degrees Celsius down there, which is pretty chilly. But with an HPS, that totally mitigates that issue. I don't have to run any heaters or anything like that, except when the light's off, because HPS throws out that much heat, right? Which can be useful in, in certain yeah, situations. Yeah. Plus, it's right. great light, so. Yeah, it's a great but, lesson, man. You know, you take a look at your own situation and what scenario yeah. you're in, and then... To get the lights you need specifically for what your grow needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good point, man. So, yeah, what about tents? Electricity is a big thing as well, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Absolutely. You know, if you have if you have two or three HPS, it's like they're what 1,600 kilowatts. You're going to mm -hmm. be pulling off the off the electricity. You get the same office. Like what I I get off my ish. I, I'm running my entire grow is running less than a kilowatt. Yeah. That's fans, that's heat, that's extraction, light, you name it, everything. And it's all running under a kilowatt. It runs yeah. less when it's when the lights are off. Compared to on my last grow, on my very first one, 
I was I was pulling two and a half to three thousand kilowatts. But then again, I grow out in an outhouse. So <laughs> my first one, it was at Christmas, so I was I was growing in minus minus five and minus six and minus ten and everything. It was mad. Yeah. Well, that's insulation. Oh, was that sorry, GB? Oh, sorry. Insulation is your key if you grow in an outhouse or if you grow in an attic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, about the wattage. It's important not only for cost, but I mean, if you're like me again in my basement, I only have one outlet. And on that circuit, I only get like on a standard 15 amp circuit. That's only, you know, 1500 watts that I can that I can pull uh, or or whatever. However much. It is, but you got to be really careful with that, right? Too, just to not go over and fry anything in your house by plugging too many things into your power bar. Yeah, 15 amps is quite a lot, though, unless you've got a heater or some. I mean, 630 watts, more CMH, 630 watts. Yeah. Any, like, so when I was at everything going in the wintertime, when I, and I ran three tents last year, I would, I had, yeah, upwards of, it was close to, he was pushing it up to fifteen hundred, maybe yeah, fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred watts. That's fine. That's yeah. that's 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 what. That's about six amps, if that. Yeah, oh, well, I didn't, uh, with that maybe my it. math. Yeah. Maybe my math's <laughs> off because whatever I remember researching and doing all the conversions and stuff, and I was like really close to the fifteen amps. Yeah. How many amps is a thousand watts? That's, that's not even. It's, it's round about three thousand. It depends. Uh, actually, what what what's the power in what what? What are you running on? 110 or 220? 120 or 110. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Double still... power. Yeah, forget me. I forget where you are. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody lives America. in the UK. Yeah. You, you got three pins in your yeah. sockets like us. <laughs> yeah. Two pins. Well, and one's a ground, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, right. But yeah, that's, my, that's my, also my whole, something. You... My whole thing runs on a, an extension lead. Yeah. Mine well, too, but let, it's small grow. I mean, TG, you're you're much much a larger grow. Yeah, I mean. So what are we saying about yeah. grow tents? And, then? Should we move on to grow tents? I've, I've seen partial tours of the temple. It's it's quite much bigger than than mine. I'd have to stretch yeah, mine quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, there's heaters and stuff in there too going at some time. So yeah, we'll move on to grow tents. So yeah, that's, man, that's monkey, do you want to take that away? You want to talk about grow tents? Grow tents. Well, I mean, grow tents. That while it's not absolutely necessary to have a grow tent, I, I think it's, in my opinion extremely handy to have one at least uh you could without a grow tent you could grow auto flowers effectively and wouldn't have any problems with light leaks but if you're gonna go with a photo period you've got to have a tent because you've got to have those dark hours at night and the first thing a lot of people are going to do is is try and look at the price on a tent but in my opinion and everybody i'd like your opinion on this one too you're better off to look at how many plants you want to grow before you decide on you want to buy yeah definitely so let's go to that step let's go how many plants would you all recommend because i say four in a one meter tent is just about perfect for any personal grower yeah that's about right i'd agree yeah i would say that if you can't supply your needs with four in a one meter tent you're not doing something right so i'm going to agree 100 percent on that so that's what you want to be aiming for basically what i'm growing in is is two tents that would equal to that space and i'm good i mean so yeah absolutely perfect tent one meter by one meter and at least 160 tall. Yeah, it depends on your growth style too. Like, I mean, yeah, definitely. stuff like a, a sea of green, a, a sog or whatever you want to call them, you, you'll obviously need more plants, but mm-hmm. that's right. that's not advanced growing per se, but it is, it's a bit, it's a, it's a different technique than just kind of putting your plants in your pots and then watering them to 
to compare a little little more you got to do in that situation but yeah depending on how or what type, style of grow you want to do but yeah I, I would definitely agree in, in your your typical casual smoker or plants is, is perfect for that size and again specific to canada being that every canadian is allowed to grow four plants um that's that's perfect you know yeah, absolutely yeah. perfect and what mackie did with four plants and the scrog obviously i mean shows, i mean that crushed uh, it yeah but i was in a 1.2 but still i mean good grief oh, that was an that was an incredible grow yeah i mean Mackie, that was so intimidating that when i decided to scrog I had to go somewhere else and, and actually look at, at a, a diary of somebody that wasn't so perfect to realize that maybe I can do this. Man, and anybody can do it. It, it looks difficult, but it really isn't, man. Anybody can do it. It just takes time. That's well, I learned that. But that scrog, I mean, those video was so perfect. I mean, it looked like, my gosh, how long did he take to do this? Oh, yeah, but that's video. Was long long time. You do a lot of editing oh, in yeah. that video, you know. I have to admit... I haven't yeah. looked at them all. I only looked at about three or four of them, Mackie. I'm sorry, my man. I know, sorry, I understand you don't want to listen to my accent or something. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so back to tents. I mean, we get back to tents. Uh, so, but what I was going to say on the tents, so the, the, the one meter by one meter, the one by one by one, 1. 1.6 is a great tent we would recommend, but that doesn't mean that you can't produce enough of your medicine and even a 0. 0.6 by 0. 0.6 tent mm -hmm. if you grow yeah. it correctly. Yeah, 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 you could grow in that thing. You could you could scroggle a, a two foot by two foot and potentially pull a couple hundred grams out of it if it's done right. Yeah, true. Yeah, so it, it all depends on your growing skill. But I think the size going with four plants and a one meter by one meter by one point six for a new grower gives you a little bit of padding because if the grow doesn't go perfect, you're still going to have a decent yield off your first run and you won't be discouraged. But what do you guys think about brand of ten? Is there anything one that that sticks out? Well, I'm really happy with my Mars Hydro. I haven't used a Mars Hydro tent before, but I've just started using one recently. It's a 1.2 meter, and it's real nice, man. I like it a lot. Yeah. And they're I've not got very a... expensive as well. You know, it's a big company, so they managed to keep their costs down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cost is the most important yeah, thing. Budget is a, yeah, budget is an important factor. Yeah, yeah you see, the gorilla has yeah, its reputation. Sorry, TJ, yeah. what are you saying, man? Well, I was just going to say, like, you, you know, brands like Gorilla have their reputation, but there's a, there's a lot of good tents out there if you if you look around a little bit more. Um, yeah. And the, like, the fabric, like, is uh, the fabric thickness, I think maybe GB was going to go into that, is important. Yeah. Because uh, there's kind of two different thicknesses you can really get into. There's the, the regular, I think it's 680D, I'm not sure what the density, I think, per square meter threading or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. The, then, then there's a 1680, which is like canvas, you know. So those are a lot more expensive. But there's a lot of brands that do are are carrying those more uh, the thicker walled mm. uh, tents, if that's something that you think you might need. But my experience, yeah, I I've, I have a secret Jardin, and I have two Vivo Suns, and I have really no issues with with any of them. Yeah, Vivo they, Suns are a little cheaper, but I mean, I said they all pretty much do the same thing, you know. You just want to make yeah, sure that really. it's lightproof. That's the most important factor. Yeah. Make yeah. sure no yeah. light sneaks in there. What do you think, Monkey? At the end of the day, if, if you feel the need that you can't like go for the expensive one, even though you might need it, you can always chuck a sheet or something over to yeah, add sure. a bit more protection. Yeah. Or just like a mine in a, in a windowless basement. So I don't even need yeah. to give a shit if mine are lightproof. You know? Yeah, mine's so. dark all the time as well. So Yeah. So. No Keep the in case in a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah GB built his own box room, didn't he? So it's going to be dark in there. Yeah, yeah. 
No, it's not as hard to keep it dark as people kind of worry. And it is, it is definitely something you want to do, but it's, yeah, it's definitely more doable and, and less stress than maybe new growers might think. Yeah. So, I think especially with all the tents that are available. Right. So. Exactly. So what do you think monkey? What tents would you well, recommend? Well, my tent, I have uh, two, one is a cool grow, which is an off brand that I absolutely love. Uh, I don't even think it's made anymore. And the other one's a Viva sun and for me, it was more about the tent features. Where are the ports? How many ports do I have? Yeah, Where do I have my power come in? Mm -hmm. How tall is it? Is this going to fit under a shelf? That's so, important. I mean, all too. those were factors for me. But I, had um, to, I was just going to say my four by four I had to buy specifically because it was six foot one, and my basement's only six foot three, like ceiling clearance. Most four by fours you buy are at least six five up to seven feet tall. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I was out of luck with uh, ninety nine percent of the stuff out there. Yeah, my grow space is underneath a shelving area that the tents are 20, 20 inches wide and, and the shelves are or 18 inches wide. And so I had to have the tent that was exactly the height of the shelf so I could remove the brackets and put the shelf on top of the tent. But you know what? Happy wife, happy life. I live by that motto. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. one of those deals you walk down the hall, it doesn't bother her. She's good. Okay, we're good. But anyway, no, I think, you know, tents, uh, it might be one of the areas you could maybe save a few bucks on it and find mm -hmm. something on sale. I agree. I mean, you don't need the, the Dolce & Gabbana tent, right? No, so. if you're gentle with it, don't <laughs> I don't think. Use it, I think it'll last. I didn't know they made it's one. Nice to... <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, they do. It'll be expensive, yeah. that one. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some... Next to my Gucci, I'm sorry. So what we're yeah, saying about extraction then, because extraction is always important for your grow tent too. Say you had a one meter extractor, what kind of size and brand extractor would you go for? What do you think, Zian? You want to take that one? I like RVK. Yeah, I like RVK. no issues with them. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had it from, well, I've had two. I've had a six inch and a five inch. Oh, actually, I've got three. A six inch, a five inch and a four inch. Um I've had them since basically day one, but I've got a, a massive carbon filter with oversized ducting and they're all pumping into that. So they're nice and quiet with a speed controller. They're reliable. I've had no issues with them. Pretty good as far as I'm concerned. TG, so, what, what do you use? Uh, well, my three are, you're pretty cheap. Well, they're just the, the $30 Vivo Sun ones from Amazon, really. I... Like I said, they're they're not the quietest. They're they don't have the speed controller built in or anything like that. But um, they're 195 cubic feet per minute, and of my 1.2 by 1.2 by however tall tent is, it's it's only 100 and or no, it's it's 96 square feet, something like that. So I I figure even with a couple bends in my ducting and stuff like that, I have more than enough CFM just with that little cheap fan. Yeah. But I ideally, yeah, I, I want to get into something bigger and more powerful so I can like connect all my tents together and then just have a central duct right out the, the chimney. Like I have just the one pumping right now. Cause right now I'm running, like I say, three different fans on three different, you know, timers and stuff like that yeah, with carbon filters. And it's just kind of a pain in the ass to, yeah. but yeah, I don't that's know. That's the way just, I do it, TG. Yeah. Get something that'll fit your tent. Basically. Um, if you don't need it to be not loud, then buy cheaper. But again, with cheaper stuff, you're going to probably have to replace it. You know, plastic components aren't going to last as long spinning for Three. infinity hours. Like, yeah. like some of them do, but, but yeah. So what are you saying about yours, GB? That's it. It was just the way TG was saying about he wants to, to link all his tents together. That's how I have my new system. I have small tents. I, I'm only growing in a, in an 80, 80 by 80, 
because it's it's a thing for with me and the husband. He doesn't um he he doesn't really agree with me wrong because it's so illegal in Ireland. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I had to compromise. I had to go down from from a five by five down to a two by two. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> so heartbreaking. And that's but why you ran out of weed. <laughs> that is how I've run it. Well, no, that that was of other circumstances. That was COVID related, and there was meant to be a lot of work being done in the house and in the gardens and stuff. And that's how I got delayed. So yeah, I, I decided just to to get on with it and grow. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, monkey? But that's how I do. What extraction yeah. are you using? Oh, uh, two tents, two different extractors. One of them, well, the tent, the tents are only 0.41 square meters, and I'm, I'm kind of an overkill guy. And one tent that's 400 watts of LED lights, which is way too much. It also has a 600, it's not 600, six inch, 350 cubic inch extractor in it because I just in case. So I'm way overkill on cooling. Um, that way, if I need it, I turn it on. And if I don't, I turn it down. And then the other tent has got a 400 uh, CFM, um, come on, uh, AC Infinity on it. Right, so okay. I, I just go, I, I go for the quietest I can, and I probably quadruple what I'm supposed to have in the tent. That way, I never have to worry about it. You don't but, get any issues with the... Uh, it is so hard. Uh, what was that? I, I, I couldn't hear TG. Oh, sir, I was just asking about your negative pressure. Some guys have issues with... with some of the cheaper tents, at least I've heard them actually like bending some of the, the supports and stuff because there's too much right. air being sucked out, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, you would think that would be a problem, but that's what I did is I built that uh, air oh, right, yeah. box. Basically yeah. what it is is, is uh, you open up the side window, complete side window of a tent, and it's a cardboard light baffle. That's right, but yeah. it allows full, full flow through that window, so there's yeah. almost zero back pressure on it. But yeah, no, that's, yeah, you're that's right. Smart. You're exactly right. If you would put that big of an extractor on a small tent without proper intake, you could mm -hmm. definitely suck that tent completely in. Yeah. But yeah, I just prefer for me, I prefer to, to have the cooling thing. It's just. Yeah, no, for sure. It definitely my personality sense. is push it until it breaks and then back off a little bit. So that, <laughs> my grow is usually built around that philosophy. We can never have too much airflow, so. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's me. It's not, can't have too much airflow, can't have too much irrigation, can't have too much light, but I can always dial everything back. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's that's my thing. But I would I would definitely not recommend a new grower to do what I did, and that is to overbuy on your intake. You really don't, from, from my small space, I could have definitely got away with a three-inch. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't even know they made them that small. There's a few of them out there. <laughs> but a four inch, I could run a four inch at half speed probably, and it would be yeah. fine. But I just, I would prefer to keep my outdoor room at as close to my indoor tent space temperature as possible. And the way you do that is just keep moving air. And so, so we've covered tent and lights. We didn't really cover extract. wattage, but we can come back to that. And then we've got extraction, yep. but carbon filter is a massive, massively important part of the grow kit, man. So, what would you recommend for your carbon filter? GB, you want to smash that one? I personally, I go with um, red scorpion filters. Okay. I think they're on par with the with the Rhino Pros, and they're just a, so much cheaper than them. That's that's what I kind of go. With. I think you'd want to go with a good 
you'd want a good carbon filter, especially if you're grown in a restricted country like in the UK or in Ireland or in Australia and other parts. You have to, like, it's the, the main rules are no SST, no cell, no smell, no tell. Mm-hmm. Smell is a big thing, and you all know, like, it's it, it fucking stinks. <laughs> That's it when it's in flower, especially in harvest, you know, when you go through harvest. That smell travels for yeah. miles. Gotta make sure it's well covered with a matter of opinion now. I mean, you say it stinks, but I'm of us kind of like that smell. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. But like your your neighbor might not like it, and your neighbor might think, "Oh my God, there's there's smoking cannabis," and they ring they they ring the cops on you, and then the cops come bashing in your door, and it's our draconian laws that we have over here. Mm-hmm. I will say that is one of the nice things about having it legal in Canada. I mean, yeah, you can you everybody grew before, but now you don't have to be as you know worried that someone's gonna smell it because. Maybe they just assume everybody grows now because. So do you just not use a carbon yeah. filter then? No, I well I do um, on one tent. Just if I have to vent, like right, I have three tents in my basement right now. Yeah. Only one of them is actually connected to my my chimney ducting. The other one, yeah, I I, uh, I need to get a bigger fan really, or reduce the the uh, bends in the duct and stuff before I hook that other one up. So if I am venting right into my basement, then I definitely definitely stinks <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean smells so pungent strong. yeah pungent that's yeah. what i like yeah. it's very high in pungency mm-hmm. <laughs> no, whether I just it stinks or not is a matter of right opinion no. yeah for sure zian you got some beast of a carbon filter right yeah lucky me haha <laughs> i'm i do a lot of work uh in like um properties and stuff and i, I get to go to all these uh grows that the police have raided and stuff um thankfully one day <laughs> massive three foot by 18 inch carbon filter just left because it was too heavy for them to carry. not for me uh, I've, I've got basically three tents running into that I just, I, i'm pretty sure there's it's, it's not a, 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 a like a, a well-known make um but it's huge and it wouldn't even fit into my attic i had to modify the attic hatch to get it up there so I don't think anybody's going to get hold of one of them anytime soon. Probably not. No. Probably. Not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and of course, what usually gets missed out with all this shit with extraction and carbon filters is the ducting, you know. The ducting. And that's expensive. It's expensive shit as well. Yeah, yeah because it's hydro-related. Anything hydro-related is expensive. But you see that there's different kinds of ducting as well. Do you just all use the... Uh, Standard silver ducting. Mm, I use uh, actual uh, metal. Um, I don't right. like that flexible plastic stuff. Now, I think it leaks too much light for, for my yeah, comfort. It does. And it does restrict airflow some. Sure. So I, I just use the plain old RAM <laughs> aluminium stuff. Yeah. I, I'm planning it. I find it. I see, um, I heard um, Monkey was talking about um, he uses the AT Infinity. It is just so hard to get AC Infinity stuff over in Ireland. I tried, mm. and the, the customer service is absolutely appalling. It is so hard to speak to somebody in the place. And yeah. I even stayed up till like fucking three o'clock in the morning to try to speak to one of these people. And no, it is just so hard. Because that's what I want. I want to run all AC Infinity stuff. 
Yeah. Because it, 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 like you know yourself, monkey, it walks. It, it cuts, deals with your humidity. It speeds up and speeds down when you're te- to keep your temperatures just yeah. perfect. I didn't buy oh, that. Oh, it's still. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, I just bought the, the regular speed control one because I'm I'm already in an an AC bu- aircon building, so I don't need you know everything stays the same temperature. So if I set it we'll set it and forget it, walk away. So, but I know uh, that you see that's that's why I like yeah, the yeah, you see, you're lucky. Well, lucky yes, but I have no choice. <laughs> it's too hot here to do it any other way. That you can't do. It. Ooh, ooh. You see, in, in Ireland and in the UK, we have a fairly moderate climate. It's same in the likes of Amsterdam or the Netherlands and stuff. Yeah. Um, it'd be pretty similar to Canadian weather, but we don't get it. We don't get as severe. We don't get the really, really cold, but we don't get really, really hot either. Well, yeah. we don't in Ireland. I don't know about in England, you just get pretty, pretty hot temperatures. Yeah, Israel and the Gulf Stream, you know, what cold is. <laughs> you don't know cold you wait till your toes are black and then it's cold <laughs> i can honestly say i don't know cold yeah well why do you guys think my plants always turn so blue <laughs> yeah that's why he's got such good pictures all the time we, we thought it was paint shop <laughs> yeah no man it's like 14 degrees down there oh, or, wow. i don't know what that is in fahrenheit well, so that much, pretty cool. much covers the basics cool. for uh, 58 you know there's plenty more to yeah. cover obviously because it depends on what medium you're going to grow in and what nutrients you're going to yeah. use there's a lot more that goes into it but that's the basics if there's more you well, want you to know about setting up then go and check out the guide on percy's grow room absolutely yeah. but yeah that, that'll get you started that's those are the pieces you need mm. lights tents extractor and some ducting a lot carbon filter oh, beyond mm. that you're gonna need beans in a pot and some medium that's that's it. and you're off absolutely It'll be a good time. And then Percy's so, will sort you out for the rest. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the information you need is over at percysgrowroom.com. Absolutely. So if you're looking what, for what strain to grow, I think uh, Monkey's got an idea of the strain of the week. Here, check out the strain of the week intro. Strain of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't hear that, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, what are you saying there, Monkey? Have you got uh Yeah, you know, since this, since we're Percy's grow room, I decided that for the first episode we might as well go ahead and start with something that is very familiar to Percy's. And let's talk about Jack Herrera, a legendary strain developed in the 1990s, uh mid-90s by Sensi Seeds. Wow. Uh and you know, the, the you know how it is with the, the real famous strains, you really don't get a perfect match on genetics and so yeah. the things that are known about Jack Herrera is that it's a Northern Lights 5 and a Shiva Skunk but there's a, a some kind of a haze hybrid that's mixed in there in the original Jack Herrera that they're not exactly sure what it is or like they're not ah. exactly telling what it is as I should say. Secret ingredient. Yeah, mm. you know, I mean everybody that's what wants to so good, man. Man, if you're a, if you're a breeder, wouldn't you want to do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean it's, but it's really good smoke. I would recommend go, everybody go ahead and try it. I think it's pretty easy to grow. Yeah, um, easy. yeah. I didn't do it at one with the Percy's uh, challenge because I had just finished a run of Jack Herrera. But I mean, we ran Seedsman Jack Herrera. Uh, we yeah, didn't run Sensi Seeds, and I found that the plants were you know relatively short, well well kept, and, and not really too wild and easy to grow. Well, would everybody agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Hundred percent. It was an awesome plant to grow. I. I can't wait to grow it again. I, you know, Jack 
is more sativa, I guess, in the in the sense where it's uh, got those hazy kind of undertones. And, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I but, think it's supposed to be like fifty-five percent uh, sativa. Yeah, I found it was it was the stockiest little bush that I'd ever grown though, and it the the coal is just oh, it was it trained itself basically. It was an amazing little thing. pretty much. Yeah, it's a really well behaved plant. Like uh, it can range anywhere from uh, twenty-four to thirteen percent. A THC, but it always has around that 1% CBD that gives you that nice balance. You know, it's, it's not that real spacey strain that's going to just knock mm -hmm. you out. Um, yeah. And it's well known that it's a, it's, it's a really deep thought kind of a, you know, peaceful kind of a, a weed. It's really good for conversations and, and party environments. Uh, a lot of people even like it for a med for daytime for pain or stress or anxiety. Um, that's good. Yeah. It's the perfect hybrid. I've, I've heard it and uh, referred to that uh, many times, and yeah. I 100% agree. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I've grown it a few times, man. It's definitely not a berry flavor that's common right now these days, though. I mean, what, what do y'all get out of it? For me, when I smoke Jack, I get lemon and pine and a little hint of pepper on the backside. But yeah, 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 definitely mm, peppery. Yeah. Mine is pure peach, man. If anybody's mm -hmm. had candy fuzzy peaches, the Allen candy fuzzy peaches, uh -huh. looking exactly like that. Just... Oh, it's like eating a peach, eating fuzzy. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that comes from. Start driving mm. right now to taste that. Yes. Very descriptive. Delicious. Beautiful stuff, though. Yeah, but some of these really, descriptions are super epic. easy to grow, a very compact plant. And it's like, if you haven't grown, Jack, do yourself a favor and pick up some beans and just, just go for it. it. When it comes in, it comes in an auto nowadays. Yeah, and you can get the seeds from the vault and you can use the Percy's discount code. Obviously, mm, that's all members only. Oh, so make sure you signed up to Percy's and you'll be able to get the code 20% off at the vault. And then you get a whole bunch of more free seeds because the vault's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah, sorry, monkey. Carry on. Uh, Jack <laughs> is considered by many people to be your ideal wake and bake. And I know for me, I am mm. a med user. I have I have back pain and I've got knees and arthritis and all. Uh, you want to hear about my problems? I'll tell you about <laughs> But nobody wants to hear about my problems. Well, but that's twelve o'clock gone, man. Really good. If I got a long day's work ahead of me and I need to get rid of the pain, I will do a wake and bake with Jack, and it is an excellent for me at least, an excellent mm. daytime. Mm. I mean, it kind of it, it knocks the edge off the pain and makes you not. I guess the best way to describe it for me is it makes me not think about the pain. Yeah, it might still be there, but I'm not thinking about it. I'm just doing. So I love that stuff. Dulls the pain. Mm. Yes, it does. It dulls your perception of the pain. I mean, it's hard to describe it. I mean, but it, any medical user, the first time they use it, they, you, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Well, it just pops into them receptors, doesn't it, in your brain and blocks that pain coming. Yeah. And it's it's, it's it great. I love it. Absolutely. Great stuff, man. Great stuff, though. But anybody, yeah. have, uh, anybody have anything else on this? No, I just, it's one of my favorite strains, and I've tried it a lot, man, you know. Yeah. Tried a lot, but well, Jack you killed the strain, Mackie, and that scrog, your yield was he off. Did. Parts, <laughs> he man. did kill it, and it was beautiful as well. Yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, it was nice as well, over, man. Over and over. There's a lot. a lot. My gosh. Oh. You got to put it around, though, because there is a, like, like Mackie said, there's a lot of different versions of it around. And yeah. obviously, the Seedsman version is the one I've grown a few times. Yeah. I've grown the Seedsman three, I think, three times now. Yeah. yeah, I think if you're I looking for what's called the original Jack Herrera, you got to go to Sensi for yeah, that. Yeah, Sensi's the yeah, one for that. For sure. Yeah, and, and there is a, dis a definite distinction there. That was an interview. I think, TG, uh, I think you went and uh, posted a link to that uh, interview with uh, Jack Herrera Jr. Yeah, uh, yeah he was on a 
He was on weed, a podcast. Was it weed Week. Yes, Weed Week. Weed Week. I'm sorry. Week but, podcast. Yep. Yeah, That's a great week, podcast as well. I have to think a little bit about that, though. But no, it was interesting. Uh, I was... Uh, how his son described the real Jack Herrera, and there's even their uh, in their estate, their how you want to call it, their legacy. They're trying to preserve the real Jack Herrera. So evidently, there's certain dispensaries in the West that you can go to and specifically ask for quote unquote the real Jack Herrera, and yeah. they're saying it's a completely different experience. And that's something I'm definitely next time I'm out on that side of the country, I'm going to try that. Yeah. No, it is a very common one. It's, it's just like, you know, your Girl Scout cookies or your OG Kush. It's like every prominent breeder kind of has their, their version. And Jack Herrera is no different. But again, it's it's a great, great strain that everybody uh, should have a go at. I Absolutely. Think. Absolutely. Right so. so we'll move on to our interview section. There's no intro just yet. We just move on to interviews. So this week, me and Monkey sat down with Jordan River from Growcast which is the Cannabis Growers Podcast. The official Cannabis Growers Podcast, I think there's a title they use. But, you know, it's a... I think that's what he calls it. Yeah, it's been around for a while, this podcast. They should probably know it. If you don't, then you should check it out. But we spend like half an hour just talking about growing and how podcasts work with Jordan. And it's just just me and Ronkey. So, without further ado, we're going to load up the interview section and you can have a listen. Love the Rose Garden in Portland. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. And we the, went there and too. In the, the Japanese gardens. Oh, man. Right across the street, right? That little place where there's two of them right next to each other. Absolutely. I got yeah, lost totally. for hours to find a little cove there in the Japanese garden and just hang out for a while. It was exactly, so peaceful. man. You know it. You've been there. You get it. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Anyway, let's do an interview. For sure, yeah. So well, I already started so recording, so because you guys oh, okay. are just off on one, so that was sweet, man. <laughs> we like it to be late, right. you know. <laughs> well, they call me Monkey. I'm, I actually go by Monkey Dude, but they call me Monkey on the website, so it kind of stuck. Nice. Yeah, and, and I'm Mackie from Mackie. Percy's Grow Room. Monkey and Mackie, good to meet you. Good, fantastic. Well, we've been speaking, but it's good to actually be here talking. He's uh, putting a voice to the name. I already know what you sound like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nice. Yeah, you were actually uh, my catalyst to start growing. You know, I, I kind of got interested in it and visiting out there in the West, and I started listening to Jordan River, and it gave me the courage to think that maybe I can actually do this. You know, you talked a little bit about tents and a little bit about this and that and the other. You're not really heavy into, gr- you know, the details of starting your own grow, but you gave me enough, I say, uh, firepower to get up and go ahead and, and, and take on this thing. Hell yeah, man. That's one of my favorite stories to hear. That's really why I do this is getting people into it. And you actually point to something that we're really trying to address on Growcast, which is we're really good at at getting expert guests and diving into subjects and really like expanding growers who are are beginners or intermediate. But really what we want to do is like a startup guide because that's something we're missing. And and it's like a touchy subject because we like to cover everything. We don't like to really come down hard on any arguments, but we might do a grow a beginner's growers course and say, hey, this is just what works for us. There's a million ways to do it. Uh, but something that brand new growers like you just described can get into and learn without any prior knowledge. Yeah, that's exactly the same for Percy's as well. We just try to keep it as simple as possible. We don't in- intimidate anybody with too much information. Yeah, I think it becomes more complicated the more you listen to the big companies. They tell you to buy this, buy that, add this, add that. Yeah. Actually, it's the, growing is pretty simple. 
I will. I think it really depends on your intent. I love the keep it simple strategy. And I think that that's generally the best move. That's what I do as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, with all the, with all the research coming out and talking to guys like Dr. Coco, like you can drive yourself crazy trying to overdo it for sure. I, I like keeping it simple and I recommend your average grower keeps it simple, but, but my God, the complexities are there if you want to go deep. Right. Yeah. Yes. Dr. MJ knows his stuff as well. Yeah. I love that guy, man. He's truly one of my favorite growcast guests actually talking to him later today. Oh, sweet. Wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got so much knowledge, man. He'll actually almost confuse you with his knowledge if you're not careful. <laughs> that's what I said. I, I end the episodes with more questions than I start them with, but I think that's a good thing. And um, again, like I don't have all the answers. I don't have the brain power to like store all that in my head. But if I do enough interviews and record them and get them down, they'll live out there forever. And then people can pick and choose the information they need. You know? so how many episodes are you on now? Oh, that's a great question. I don't even know. That's, that's actually really sad. I don't know how many episodes of Growcast there are. Well over 100. <laughs> I'll tell you there's more than 100. Uh, yeah, it says on iTunes there's 135. Okay, there you go. iTunes doesn't always store. And yeah, we have archived episodes as well. So who knows, man? We, yeah. have, a lot, <laughs> we have a lot of stuff. And the member podcast. So, I mean... We just got such a big response for Growcast. And I, to be honest, I considered ending it a few times because my other projects were going well and I'm crunched for time. But once I brought Rob Smith, my producer on, and uh, he helped me create the membership at mygrowpass.com, uh, that's when everything changed and we got the workflow down, two episodes a week, all of that. And um, man, I just want to give back to this community that showed me so much support and, and constantly yeah. reaches out saying stuff like you just said. You know, you helped me get going. I learned this. You recommended this. I just love that stuff, man. That's why I do it. I'm not sure that the people who are outside of the cannabis community can even appreciate the uh, the kindness and, and the giving and the caring inside of the community. That's a great way to put it. It's really something I, I would really would love to share that with the rest of the world if they would listen. You're so right. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. We're not those, those evil people. We're trying to just do our own thing and be yeah, It's the, the best community, man. I think that is why the cannabis community is the way it is. Because for so long, we've all been like the degenerates, the black sheep of the family, you know, some kind of rejects because we smoke a little bit of herb. Right. And it's also a false, it's a false image, right? Where it's a, it is, it is a healing herb and it is a friendly community. So like, I think of the poker community, which is like generally degenerates and they don't have the same, they don't yeah. have the same camaraderie <laughs> that the cannabis community does. And you're right. There was a bit of a solidarity in falsely being labeled as kind of evil. Yeah. Yeah. That's a government kind of thing. Don't yeah, you think? Yeah. No, no doubt. You know, they had to, it had to be so evil that we could actually outlaw yep, it. 100%. Uh, there, we did a really interesting cannabis history a long time ago, examining basically just the coincidence, the, the coincidence between drug laws and repression of people who use those drugs. So if you look in America, as soon as the Middle Eastern influx of immigrants came in, they outlawed hashish. As soon as the Chinese immigrants, they wanted to keep them down, so they outlawed opium, but only the special kind of opium that they use. You go all the way back to Napoleon's invasion of Egypt, where everybody was using cannabis, the high and low class in Egypt. And Napoleon actually outlawed cannabis in Egypt after he, uh, he conquered it. Um, and then he brought the plant back to France to be studied. So it's really not a new thing. It's not any specific culture. It's just a human thing. I want to control you. You use this thing, I'm going to illegalize it. It's, it's, it's as old as history. I think we're on the same page. When you started Growcast, did you intend for it to be as big as it is? No, no I had no idea. I didn't know there were going to be this many growers. I didn't know so many states were going to come online between when I started recording all the way back in 2014, launched in 2015. How many states have come online since then? Oklahoma, 
uh, Illinois had that like had our like horrible shitty pilot program, but we've come a long way. Anyways, I I had no idea it was going to be this big. So, so you just started it for fun, right? Basically, yeah. Me and Wolfman were just recording, talking, and and I just wanted to help other growers like he helped me. Um, and eventually, it came to the point where it's like we can we can do more, right? We can do giveaways. We can do a membership program that provides discounts that'll save them the membership fees and then some. Like we we really want to provide can value to the cannabis industry. That's been our goal since day one. And that's how it all started. But but to answer your question, I had no idea there were going to be this many growers. There weren't very many grow podcasts out there. That's why I love what you guys are doing. And one thing you'll hear on Growcast all the time is we do not view other podcasts as our competition at all. I'm so happy. We help people get their shit off the ground all the time. Like if you're trying to do a show and you reach out to me, I'll send you a calendar link and squeeze you into my incredibly busy schedule so we can chat for 30 minutes about launching a podcast. Like I do that shit all the time. And it's because, I don't know, I just, this is what I do. I love it. I, I, I want to create value. I want to push shit forward. Um, the membership program being successful and making money is a great ancillary benefit, but I'm more stoked about the giveaways we do and lighting people's days up and getting people growing and like yeah. making a change in the world. That's what excites me the most, man. I can, I can sit and play poker all day if I want to make money. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to change the grow world. That's what I'm trying to do. Good mission. Yeah. And you're doing well with it, you know? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, man. We, we do what we can, you yeah? know? So that was your uh, first show. What was your intention with your first show? What was your audience? What was your aim? Where were you going with this? So it was funny because Wolfman was my kind of partner in crime. He taught me how to grow in Humboldt County. I grew professionally from uh, 2010 to 2015 out there in Humboldt County, California. Uh, maybe for the worldwide listeners, that's, that's the Emerald Triangle, kind of the epicenter of cannabis in the United States. Um, so yeah, Wolfman was my mentor and, and he taught me just about everything I was doing out there. And every time we would hang out, we would talk about growing. Even when I would say to him, like, listen, let's just hang, man. Let's talk about other shit. It always turns to growing. You guys can relate to that, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, a little yeah. bit. Because <laughs> we were both professional growers too. So. so yeah, we decided to turn on the mics. We say we're doing this every fucking night. Why don't we put it out there so other people can listen? That's how Growcast got started. Wow. I struggled for, for Pretty sweet. I struggled for many years, really, until I met Rob Smith from the Atlas Plant Trainer, and he came on as a producer. And uh, I gave him a huge portion of the show and said, you know, I want to make this worth your while. And he's been a huge catalyst. He's the only person who can keep up with my work ethic. And uh, that's why okay. that's why we now have everything we have with the ongoing giveaways and the membership program and. Yeah, man, we've been we've been hard at work at this stuff. Excellent. I do remember when that partnership happened and Rob no, was me too. Yeah. The East Coast. Well, you guys yeah. remember how you would like go a month and release maybe like two episodes for the entire month, and now now yeah. we're like yeah. if out you're two lucky, a week. you know, <laughs> it's it's tough when you have to research the guests, reach out to the guests, book the guests, record uh, write write the questions, record the interview, edit the interview, publish the interview, market the interview, and create a membership program. One person cannot do all that. Okay, Mr. Mackey, are you listening yeah. to this? <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> it really is about relationships, guys. Yeah, Mackey yeah. does a lot. We try. The moderators are trying to take a little bit off of him, but you know, he, every time we take something off, he adds one more thing on. You know? Yeah, I'm so. shocking. There's always room for more on the mountain. We'll exactly. get over it eventually. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, you know how it is, Jordan. You know, you always have more work to no, do. No, absolutely. And, and let me say, that's what it's all about in the beginning is that struggle, right? Doing, doing everything yourself, writing every email yourself, um, going through hell, not making any money, whatever it is, you know, starting any project or business, you're going to experience that. Of course, a podcast is, is a little bit more relaxed, but there's still a lot of stuff that comes with it. And 
you have to struggle, you have to push through that and then find the relationships where you both create value for each other. Find the win-win relationships, get clear on those relationships, be generous and giving in relationships, develop those relationships. Guys, that's my advice for growers. That's my advice for media producers. That's my advice for every area in life is give value, cultivate your relationships and uh, cultivate a better garden. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. Well, yeah, great advice, you just use different worlds, different words for the golden. Yeah. Mr. George. Well, we've forgotten about that, man. <laughs> a lot of people. I know yeah. it. I know it. I mean, if we were, everybody in the world would just live by one yeah. simple rule, this would be a whole percent. You nailed it. And that is the golden rule, man. You treat other people how you want to be treated. That's really, that's really what exactly. it's all about. And you're supposed to learn that in kindergarten, but some of us still struggle. And, you know, karma comes back and rewards you <laughs> when you do that. I believe oh, yeah. it at least. hundred percent, man. Yeah. yeah. You guys are. You guys are when you expect it and you're down on your luck and somebody turns around and that, that hand comes right back out because you offered it back when, when they needed help. And it happened to me so many times. And that's what I want to do in the cannabis world. I want to hand, I want to reach back and I want to grab that new grower and I want to pull him up a little bit and get him going. That's great, man. That's exactly right. And when you get started, right, there's so much confusion. Like you don't, you don't even know where to begin when you first get started. So having someone there is so so useful yeah it's kind of a interesting y'all you get a lot of diagnosis from new growers and you know the first question is can anybody fix my sick plant but there's no other information yeah. and, and and that's where we are you know from, and we take it from there well can we dig into that is that because i think ideally someone would get into a forum and post and say hey i'm getting started you know what do i need to buy all this stuff do you think they're scared to do that because they're going to get a a million different answers be a bunch of trolls like posting mean and maybe incorrect stuff. So instead they just try it on their own until they get to a point where they're literally their plant uh, has a deficiency. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think for, cause there's still a lot of people out there growing illegally. That's true. That's a major concern for a lot of people. You know, they're trying to keep their anonymity, but that's hard to do on the internet. That's also true. That's a really good point. I can be kind of um, uh, insulated when you're in a state where it's legal yeah, yeah, you do forget. When, yeah. when half my audience might be in a place where it's not. Yeah, they'll go to prison for doing it, you know. So they don't want to go and post up pictures of their plants online for people to see. That's crazy. What if they track the IP address? What if they do right. this, do that, you know? So there's a major concern for people. But with Percy's, we're very secure. Nice. But we emphasize that it's, uh, it's, it's just for personal growing only. We don't have any commercial mm-hmm. growers. So just for people who want to grow their own cannabis. That's cool. So I think that... You know, it sort of helps with uh, the gray areas in between all of oh, that. Oh, 100%. And that's why I like being on the media content production side, because it's like, I'm just putting out a media file for people to listen to. Like, it's not yeah. my responsibility. Yeah. The government can go fuck themselves. I'm not encouraging anything that... that... Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, yeah. especially here in the United States, and I think it's the same on the other side of the pond, um, you can grow hemp. Why? What's what's to say that my GrowPass member isn't growing hemp? But there, there's nothing illegal <laughs> with it. Like you know what I mean? Still in the cannabis family. So, so exactly. So, so for all I know, all these grow pass members who could be coming from other states, they're just growing hemp perfectly legally. So they can get off my back, man. And I don't think that there's any real um, risk there. And that's why what we do is so valuable, you know, giving out that information. Well, at the end of the day, you're only selling information. Exactly. That's all it is. It's information. Exactly, man. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not trying to put down, like, I love the breeders who are selling seeds and pushing that whole boundary. Like, fuck yeah. I love all that. But that's just not what we're really getting into yet anyways right right what are you getting into in the future you got any major plans anything you want to reveal yeah uh, yeah actually for yeah. sure riso rich has been working Sweet. yeah riso rich has been working on some breeding projects and uh he gives me samples all the time riso rich grows the best buds i've ever had honestly like he's so talented man so 
so we're going to put together a strain and probably give it out to the members and let them test it. Ooh. And maybe if they like it, we'll do some distribution. I don't know. We're just putting our toe in the water. We're do you have a name? Any name ideas? We were fucking it? around with some names. Oh. Yeah. I mean, clearly you could do Wolfman's dream, obviously the flagship Wolfman. Yeah. You, put, you put the cartoon <laughs> sleeping nice. Wolfman with his little night candle and his Ebenezer Scrooge hat on there. Wolfman's dream. Sounds made already. I think one we were <laughs> one we were considering calling Fuckleberry. I'm not sure if that one's on the table still, <laughs> but it was like some uh, F strain combined with Huckleberry. Anyways, it's really in the early stages, so I probably shouldn't even be like saying names out what you ask. So those are some of the names we've been kicking around. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Really nice. So, yeah. yeah, man. Something to look forward For sure. to there. So back back to your, your question, why did, why do we think growers come up with, with just the, the question about the, what's wrong with my plant? Mackie hit it pretty close. But there's also something else. It's trying to convince these new growers that they're better off buying good gear than cheap Chinese gear right off the bat. Because we see a lot of people come in who are afraid to ask for opinions and advice. And they've found the cheapest uh most marginal piece of kit they can possibly find and expect to grow top sure. quality cannabis. Yeah, no. And so you know, now you're trying to babysit somebody through a grow with gear that's really not intended to grow weed. What mm. if you find is the, is the biggest um, category that gets let down the most? Do you find that cheap lights are causing a lot of problems, cheap tents or cheap newts? Lights? Lights. Got to be lights. Lights, lights, lights. Yes. Everybody wants to save a dollar on lights. And hey, when I, when I started, I bought enough cheap Chinese lights. I still got them in a box right there. <laughs> They're not going to do me any good. I can't use them. I can't sell them. But anyway, eventually I spent the money. And I would have been a whole lot better off if I would have just bit the bullet, spent the money in the beginning, and I wouldn't have a box of lights sitting there. And my first runs would have been 100%. way better. I think, I think when you're talking in generalizations, I 100% agree with you. I think that obviously everyone has their own intent. Like maybe you're doing some sort of mega budget grow and you're just not going to expect a whole lot of yield out of that grow. Um, But if someone's like just getting started and they're looking to produce a home grow, it's like lights are one of the few things that go and go and get yourself. I think Cultilux has a warranty, like go and get yourself a nice HID light or a nice LED light with a warranty. Just that's the one thing that Mm -hmm. I might spend money on, to be honest. Um, AC, AC infinity fans, like a good, good fan and a good light and grab a, grab a tent. I mean, there's some high quality ones. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, I think lights might be up there as far as if you're going to splurge, that would be the, be the item I might do it. Yeah, yes. I agree. Oh, I'm going to ask you, Jordan, uh, back in the day when I first started listening to you, you were not a fan of auto flowers at all. You, you did everything you could possibly do to avoid them. Uh, is that still pretty much the, the Jordan River stance on autoflowers? Let me clarify. Please do. I had the same opinion of autoflowers that everyone has had for decades um, all those years ago. But let me be clear. That wasn't because I was presented autoflowers and like, oh, this is inferior. This is just stuff I heard from other growers. In Humboldt County, it was all photo period and it was all clone stuff. Right. Um, I've, I, never, I never planted a seed in my five years that I was growing hundreds of pounds professionally, oh. never planted a seed. I, I never needed to. There's clones everywhere in Humboldt. Um, so I had the opinion of the quote master growers, you know, who, who I learned from that autoflowers were just an inferior product. And for so many decades they were. I have completely come around only through talking to experts, you know, like your full duplex from autoflower, um, your Chad Delaney's, your Mandalorian genetics, all these people. And also through Instagram and seeing seeing the transformation of autoflowers. It's clear that they're being bred 
for just that Ruderalis autoflower trait and they're getting rid of all the undesirable shit, um, which makes sense. We could, we could do, why couldn't we do that? We just selective breed, selective breed. They haven't been paid any attention. Of course they stagnated, but now they're really, really moving. And so much so that I think I'm going to try autoflowers maybe my next run. In fact, right now you haven't tried them all yet so no, still to this day well to be fair oh, wow. i just got my legal grow started up here in illinois so this is my first run you guys of my own wow. since humboldt county nice. 2015 so i i haven't been growing i've been in frank's garden you've seen pictures of me on instagram and gardens those aren't my gardens i finally have my own garden fully legal um and to be honest if i have too many males and i kill uh, kind of kill my plants down to below my plant count, I might get an autoflower tent going right away. So if that answers your question, I used to be against them, but not because of anything personal, just because of things I'd, I'd heard and seen. I've since come around talking to experts and seeing pictures, and now I look forward to growing them myself very, very much. That definitely answered the question. Yeah, we see about half, half of what we see on our website being grown as autos. I mean, it, 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 they're great to mix into a tent, like you said. If you, if you need a spot, an auto will take any light cycle. Yeah. So. But that's it. That's now. But that's only over the last couple of years, really, that become something really special. Well, you know, they can match up to photo periods, you know, especially in the same time frame. Well, but that never yeah, used to be the case. Right. And, and I think that, like, speaking to Jeff Lowenfell, they're going to replace. It's going to be the name. It's going to be the main thing, just as far as like the convenience for farmers. And I really admire Jeff because if you look at his Instagram page, talk about the keep it simple strategy. He sticks his shit on his back porch. He goes and takes a picture. There's all sorts of like le fallen leaves all over the fucking pot. He doesn't care. He treats it like a tomato. He has a different view of the plant. I don't think it's any less. I don't think his view is any less sacred or any less valid. Um, he just doesn't mm -hmm. fucking overthink it and yeah, let nature do its thing yeah why not man so like the, it's really the plants know what they're doing it's you know? about your intent right it do, does it does it flip your cookie to be a scientist and be in there every day and trying to maximize your ppm and testing your runoff and then do that <laughs> man more power to you or or are you driving yourself a little bit crazy maybe look at jeff lowenfell and see what he's doing um so yeah a little bit of a riff there but i do admire that guy quite a bit and the autoflowers are going to change it from a specialty plant to a house plant that's what i think yeah, i think that's what jeff called it he was he was uh kind of comparing the autoflowers to a patio yeah, the tomato. next tomato you know it's going to be the new yeah, patio tomato totally yeah. stick it out on your deck and here you go cannabis yeah, absolutely and now i'm doing this super <laughs> soil run so i've switched to organic um and i'm never going back so really this this run has a bunch of new things for me including getting started for the first time in half a decade can't believe that and uh, it's going well so far, man. I'm not gonna, I got to find some wood to knock on because, because I don't want it to fail in front of the thousands of listeners. But I will show. I'm not going to try to pretend like I'm yeah, some perfect. Yeah, the pressure. Grower. The pressure. Yeah, the pressure is there, man. But <laughs> goddamn, it's so easy, you guys. I'm never going back from, from this uh, super soil organic style. So much easier. Oh, yeah. great. But you know, you, you hit a point right there. Everybody has a failure now and then. I'm not, I'm not wishing any bad luck on <laughs> Jordan River at this point. But you know what? Things happen sometimes and everybody loses a plant occasionally. It happens. And if it happens, what do you do? You pop another bean. That's all you yeah, do. Right. I can tell you guys something that I learned from working with a personal development company, Lifebook, trying to basically just improve people's lives, improve people's mindsets. Mistakes are so inevitable and they're actually the most important growth points in your life. And the problem is people avoid them like the plague. Really, it doesn't matter how big the mistake is, you should ask yourself one question, and this applies to everything. 
I mean, big stuff, you know, lost harvest is big, but we're talking about failed relationships, failed marriage, you know, things like that. The one question you need to ask yourself after the, the mistake is, did I grow as a person? Did I grow? Did I learn? If the answer is yes, it is a win. It might be a mistake, but it is a win. If the answer is no, you need to go back and re-examine that because you're probably blocking some sort of growth there. Same exact thing in the garden. To pretend that you're some sort of invincible, you're invincible to mother nature and you're never gonna have a bad run is insane. You're going to fail. When you fail, learn the mistake or you're gonna get, you're gonna get it again. You're gonna get shafted again because you need, you need to grow. You need to strengthen yourself as, as a farmer and as a person. Right. And, and really it's about the perseverance. What monkey said, pop another bean. What you're talking about there is perseverance, um, resilience, grit, the ability to get your ass handed to you and still get up the next day and say, fuck it. I'm going to try again. Absolutely. That's the only way you grow. Now I'm going to actually go back and I'm going to transcribe your, your uh, statement there about perfection. And I'm going to have that put in my tent. <laughs> oh I man, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> I love that, man. Uh, that was an inspirational point. I mean, Failures don't have to be failures. And I like, you know, that, that'll remind me when I'm looking at that plant that's just not perfect. That'll God remind right, me. Man. That's exactly right. The obstacle is the way. The challenge is the way through. The mistake is actually the growing point. That's a huge mind state shift. And uh, I wish it upon every cannabis garden. Absolutely. Fantastic point. Yeah. So anywhere else you guys want to go? I'm doing my grow. Um, what else is going on? GrowPass is going strong. Tell us about GrowPass so people can go and check you my out. MyGrowPass.com is so killer, you guys. Um, now you guys probably have a lot of overseas listeners. We have a content only package for the overseas listeners. So you can save some bucks, but you don't get access to the discounts and the giveaways. So what we're doing for our members is we got a weekly ad free member podcast. We got a monthly ask me anything live stream. We have a quarterly giveaway where we give away $6,000 in grow gear. Uh, it's nuts dude. And it's getting bigger every single time. So it, it used to be the 5k giveaway. Now it's the 6k giveaway. Um, there's resources there like super soil recipe, grow journal, all sorts of PDF resources, a guide to terpenes, and then all sorts of like pop-up member contests, pop-up member giveaways. There's members only Slack channel. It's hard for me to talk about grow pass in under like a couple minutes. It just seemed like I'm shilling because it's, it's a fucking huge program. <laughs> you just got to check it out. Mygrowpass.com is what I'll say. Yeah, I've seen it. I've been on the, I've been over to the website. I recommend everybody it's go pretty check absurd, it out. Man. We're building and building and building. So come check it out. You always get free Growcast episodes twice a week. So don't worry about that. Be a listener to Growcast. That's fine. But if you want to take it to the next level, get a ton of extra content, start winning seeds and gear and all sorts of fun shit. MyGrowPass.com is where it's at, man. So proud of what we're doing there, you guys. I really am. I'm really happy that that worked for you. I mean, it's really seemed like it's helped your, um, your, your message to expand. Yeah, and because we can leverage the relationships with the vendors, we're doing more for our listeners. So like, Every two weeks, there's a new giveaway. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing Fantastic. the links right now, but growcastpodcast.com slash giveaways. The listeners get it on free. So we gave away 10 bags of super soil, pairs of scissors, seeds. It's, I, I am a degenerate at heart. Like I said, like I play poker. I like the rush and I get a huge rush from giving away prizes to growers. So like that's, that's really the impetus of all these giveaways. And I just want to make sure that people are taking advantage of that. Again, you overseas guys, it's a little bit tougher, but for USA listeners, definitely check out the giveaways and everything we have at MyGrowPass. Um, yeah, it's just tougher for you UK guys. Like a lot of the cannabis companies, it's hard for them to ship to you guys and overseas is, is tough. Yeah, we'll catch up eventually, I think. Yeah. 
we're not too far. I, away. I even think to, even across the border to Canada, it's something about customs. They really don't like. Yeah, it's no good. Well, that's one thing about Percy's, though. We are truly an international grow room. We have people from all around the world. We have, you know, any time of the day or night, we have somebody that's awake on that forum. <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Mostly <It's> me. <laughs> yeah, really. The man never sleeps, what can I say? Nice, man. <laughs> I'm just a machine. I'm AI bot, man. AI. <laughs> You're a that's poker bot true. running all night. I love it. That's it. It's just a test. <laughs> you know, it's a touring test. Well, it's winning so well, far. shit, man. I want to make sure that my <laughs> listeners check out Percy's. Per- Percy's. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we appreciate that. For sure. Yeah, anyone tuning in? We're around, and uh, we, we always pride ourselves on being the friendly grow room. We don't, we don't indeed allow attitudes. Check your attitude at the door. That's right. No, no egos, goes, man. No, no egos. egos. Yeah, I like that. So, if anybody has a looking for a really nice grow room with a really nice place. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I think the positivity is key. And that's that's something we're pretty hard stance on, too, on Growcast is it's just got to be positive. Like, you can share anything you want, really, as long as it's positive. You just got to encourage people. You know, don't put anybody well, down. One way to grow weed. Yeah, no kidding, man. Well, thanks for joining us then, Jordan. We'll, we know you're busy, and we'll go and let you carry on running your empire. <laughs> you know? yeah, well, you guys are awesome, man. Let <laughs> me know if I can come back on any time. I feel like uh, we can chat more. Yeah, that'd be Yeah, sweet. I want to ask about UK and yeah, what's yeah. going on over there and everything, so... So really, anytime you guys want to chat yeah, again. We've got a bunch of uh, UK-based uh, mods and stuff. Maybe we need to get them on for that. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just interested. You know, we're, we're in our bubble, but I like that you guys have a whole community out there, um, huge community in the UK, which is crazy. And then, of course, Spain, which is Spain is online and stuff. So, so yeah, I'd love to learn more about our, about our listeners and friends across the pond. We'll organize Excellent. it, man. Just let us know when you're good for that, and we'll Let's get it do it. Maybe a Growcast, simulcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, crossover. Nice. Totally down. That would be. Yeah. Nice. Fantastic, Jordan. Really Thanks, appreciate okay, you. I'm going to hop brother. off. Everybody, really? uh, subscribe to Growcast, of course, mygrowcast.com. Thank you guys. Monkey Mackie, you guys are the shit. Take care of yourselves. Be safe over there. All right. Thank you. You right, too, man. man. You too. Thank you, Jordan. Bye bye. Cool guy. He is cool. He is yeah, cool. Man. He's easy to talk to, and he, he definitely knows how to carry a conversation without help. So that's a good thing. There we go. Thanks for listening there, everybody. That was the interview. Lads, we're back. Yo, so that's Jordan from Growcast. If you haven't heard of Growcast before, then you can easily find it on any podcast streaming network, iTunes or Podbean, anything. He's on YouTube. Or just Google Growcast, the podcast, and you'll find him. Excellent show. Loads of episodes. Great show. Great info. Good guest. Yeah, and as as you heard, he's a cool guy as well. So he deserves the support of the cannabis community. If you haven't subbed up already, go and check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, to the next section. Let's do this. Ah, what the fuck is that? KTN, this is all you. That's it. Wow. Carry on, mate. It's okay. Um, We've got a little sound for you to have a guess at. It's only a five-second clip. Anybody that knows it will know it straight away. If you don't know it, you'll never get it. <laughs> Have a listen to this. There we go. <laughs> any any idea, anybody? I have an idea, an idea. <laughs> don't say it, don't say it. If you know it, leave it for the listeners. I'll say nothing. <laughs> Right, so if you know what that sound is, then head over to Percy's Grow Room 
and check out in the high on homegrown section and just drop a post and let, let us know what your guess is. Well, anybody who guesses the right answer, then we'll give you a shout out next week. If we get like 25 guesses, then we'll throw in some actual prizes for the uh, for a little competition there. So, But we have to get the correct answers. We need to know exactly what it is. So have fun. If you need to hear it again, then rewind the podcast. Listen to the podcast again. Yeah, that's what we're saying. That was uh, Mackie stringing up his scrog in his tent. <laughs> that's what I sound like. That's what I sound like when I'm not on the microphone. It's like a robot. You know, there we go, Ali. What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? That's the whole idea of it. Good luck in guessing, everybody. Hope you enjoy. And we'll see what got my mind at the moment <laughs> no clue good good we have dave i was just looking at that dave okay so <laughs> yeah we're gonna move on to the question and answer section we ask listeners to drop any questions they have about growing in the youtube chat and we can answer some or others if there's questions in the forum that need to be answered then we can answer them as well here so, I have to wait a few seconds for the YouTube chat to update. If anybody has any questions, otherwise we can go to questions from the panel. It's all good. What, what would you say, Liza? Most common questions asked by growers, new growers. Where to how buy seeds? How long does it take? You know? Yeah, how long mm -hmm. does it take? How much am I going to get? That's very common, yes. And there's no answer. How many, yeah, how many grams off a plant are you going to get? Yeah, fucking. <laughs> See, I like to put it on average. That, that answer depends. That answer depends an awful lot. Oh, well, it depends on everything. It depends on everything. I, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, my first plant was a lot lower than the plants I grow now, for sure. Yep. Yeah, well, I've got a lovely plant that's going there now. She and the bud sites that she's producing is just amazing underneath the ish now. <laughs> Compared to compared to what I was growing under, I grew under Philizon. They were nice. They're good, good local lights, and they've got cob crease. Okay. You know, I had two of them, but I dropped one when I was literally taking it out of the box, and I dropped it straight down because <laughs> the box opened wrong. So I went from was meant to have a two light setup to having a one light setup. I love the way you put that. The box opened wrong. <laughs> oh, it was so. And it, like I was, it was because of the fucking dogs. You know, the dogs, the dogs opened the box and, wrong. <laughs> and it, <laughs> dog ran off with the Stanley knife. <laughs> Spraying no. shit up the walls. <laughs> That's where I had to go earlier. Spraying oh, issue up the walls. <laughs> Yeah, because you're an ish grower as well, ain't you, Jimmy? You grow, you grow under the ish. Yeah, I grow. I have to. I've I've two two setups with the ish now. It's mm. in my propagation and my veg tent is. So I'm growing under the ish ish one hundred. The new mm. the new light that they have out. Yeah, I've got and the then I've got too. the yeah, and then I've got the two sixty five. I think it is the version two. So I think you've the you've the same one, Mike. You're one quite similar. Yeah, Except you've got a much bigger version yeah, of me. Got, I think I've got four boards and you've got one. <laughs> yeah, no, I've two boards on mine. <laughs> oh, you got two of them. Yeah, yeah. There's two on mine. There's two on the one in the in the flower tent, and I've just got one in the veg tent. Yeah, man, epic lights. I fucking love them. I do. Don't know why. Mm. You know, I could never go back to HID lighting after using these fucking lights, man. It just wouldn't be the same. I feel more like. 
an expert. <laughs> you know, when are you when you're using space age technology. <laughs> Because that's what it feels like. It feels like comes straight. Mine is about when the mobile. It's a lot better than all the gear. No idea. Indeed. I have a question. Uh, I'm just kind of browsing the forums here and just kind of checking the recent posts. Yeah, sure. What we got? Uh, new member Jeff Twenty Seven was asking about those uh, the Hermy seeds and are they going to be good and better than before? Kind of idea. Uh, yeah. What are you guys' opinion on? bag seed or you see, what he said as well of... in that post because i've seen the post he said uh that so that's right yeah it's it's like did the plant hermy or did it just produce a couple of seeds naturally because apparently every female seed will produce uh, every female plant will produce a seed to try and pass on its lineage i don't know i don't Regardless. know whether the plant hermy but I don't, I don't know whether it'll grow out nicely I, i'm i'm not for bag seed some people are they say that you get a decent plant out of some of them, but I just don't think it's worth the risk when seeds are so cheap. Yeah. I mean, if you have access to seeds, I, I definitely agree. Go with uh, renowned breeders, but sometimes like I, I personally have grown a lot of bag seed um, being Canada ironically doesn't have the greatest access to a lot of uh, genetics, like uh, seed banks, like the vault and Alibongo and all these places. Um, so yeah. But in my opinion, I mean, it depends on it depends on how many seeds are in the bud and stuff. Like, you can kind of guesstimate whether or not it was pollinated by a male, depending on if it's just loaded with seeds, because that kind of implies that the pollen was everywhere. Versus if just a few seeds are kind of tucked in there, that might imply that it hermied later in life and only kind of pollinated a few yeah. flowers, sort of thing. You know what I mean? So, but in that sense, those those hermy uh, or intersex characteristics will likely be carried forward to the next generation. So that is something probably that you will have to deal with again. So that's something to consider, but I mean, they'll grow for sure. But yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a shot in the dark as, in terms of, of the genetics, because there's really no way to prove what, what pollinated what there. So yeah. 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 I wouldn't grow them, but he's already popped them. So they're there now and they're alive. So you might as well keep them yeah. going, you know? Well, the legend goes OG Kush came from bag seed, I think, right? Yeah. There's quite a few. No, at the end of the day, it's smokable. You just have to pop the seeds out before you crush it. Well, it's just the risk of it being a hermie is the most... I think that's the biggest problem. The risk of it changing to a fucking hermie and having it full of seed on this final growing. Well, and you've wasted yeah. like 16 weeks on the whole grow, you know? Keep your eyes on it, though. What's that squeaky sound? It's my grinder. It needs oiling. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, God. God. Sound effect stoners. Yeah, that's not a great sound, you know. <laughs> no, no, it's just the lid was on squeaky. Oh, did we have a question? Me. Sorry, YouTube. But right, Ali's got a question here. Yeah, that's what most say. But it seems to me you are likely to fail if not correct pH, temp, humidity, nutes, etc. Yeah, yeah. She, originally, originally she asked about bare minimum equipment guide, right. and I answered it with all you need is a light, a pot, and soil. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that, that's her response you, to that. You could go with the super soil, and it would be uh, you know basically just tap water. Yeah, the super soil. Nice and easy. Yeah, may not be the highest yield, but it would definitely be the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. It would, yeah, great. But well, who is it? Uh, Red Eye up on the forum. He's gone and he's done a whole grove with soil he got from oh, the woods. Yeah. And man, them plants look eye. decent, don't they? Have you seen them? Yeah, yeah. And the whole grow done with just soil from the woods, with just water for the whole fucking grow, and they look decent, man. So I'm gonna mm -hmm. go to woods and get myself some fucking soil. Good soil is good soil if it has yeah. proper aeration and soil from the woods probably is loaded with the microbes. Yeah, that's um, it, man. And local microbes too. Yeah, 
Yep. Keep that happy. That, it, that, it, that the forest, the forest soil will be full of the best microbes. Yeah, and didn't he just uh, like a hand, like one fourth of the soil from the woods into his super soil? So he was basically just bringing the microbes mm, in. Huh? Nice. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of ways to do it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah basic. Before you need your tent, your pots, I'll your seeds, on a chalkboard, a medium, <laughs> a light. Yeah, it's not like you can't do it for nothing, right? It's mm -hmm. it's definitely going to cost you something. Whether it's some really crazy ingenuity that you build something out of something, or you just you know like the most of us do, go on and, and buy the stuff. But the payoff is is such a huge thing that you know you you pay this thing off. Like if, and especially if you're on Percy's and, and taking advice and getting questions answered by us and everybody else there, you're going to pay this thing off pretty much in your first grow because like street value of the weed that you will produce is far more than what you will be paying for your, your basic grow setup. At least that's how it worked out for me when I first bought my stuff. Oh, and it's, it's, killing, it's killing me, the price of weed at the minute. This Corona has fucked everything up. Like everything, it's a, it's a little bit of an investment, but uh, it pays off really quickly. Absolutely. Look at Dave Alves growing auto flowers outdoors. Ops felt a little crisp. We've got Ben too. Thompson there. On my first grow, top leaves felt a little crispy. Not too close to the light, though. Normal. No, it wouldn't be normal for them to be crispy. How's your heat? Yeah. And your fan. Where's your fan blowing? If you've got a fan blowing directly at leaves all the time, then it will make we'll the make moisture evaporate quicker. So that'll make them crispy. So make sure your fans oscillating around the grow room. You know, if you, if you have any more oh. questions there, Ali, then feel free to ask, you know, just specify what you mean and we'll be happy to answer. Don't stress. It's all good. We don't yeah. bite. Yeah, yeah we, we don't bite. Don't bite. I, I have a question. I have a question, lads. What's up, GB? Yeah, and it's, it's something that's kind of, it'll be interesting for a lot of people is some pest control what's what's a good um a good cure or not cure even but what's what's some good home remedies that you can make up at home if you're trying to go organic or if you're if you're tr trying to to grow on the the bare minimum as such or what's just the just, Man, good just, ideas just that you a can good do? fan blowing at the, like, like the top of the medium and letting the medium dry out you know, just like mm. the top inch or top couple of inches of the medium, letting that dry out. It will kill off most eggs that live in the top of the medium. So a lot of the bugs won't be able to live on the plant. Because a, a lot, a lot of the, them, sorry, they get pissed off because the fungus, they're flying around too, and it makes it really tough for them to, let, to mm. land on. Exactly, yes. Make it an uncomfortable That's environment for them to live in, you know? Yeah. At the very bare minimum, a fan blowing out on your top, so or top of your soil is, is something you want. Yeah, something that yeah. move man, for sure. And if you're growing outdoors, if you're not growing indoors. Oh, man, if you're growing outdoors, you, you God damn, you know, just live out there with a sword and a shield. <laughs> Basically. And a flamethrower <laughs> and be ready. My, my advice would be to plant as many um, like associated plants, I guess, uh, beneficial plants for, for beneficial insects. Try to attract ladybugs and green lacewings and... You know, all the stuff that's going to eat the stuff that eats your plants. That's the best way. So to this, is the outside. this is the companion plant that I've heard so much about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that smells yeah. nice that the plants would prefer. 
that the Bucks would prefer. Absolutely. Um, Dutch Passion. Dutch Passion do a very good um, companion planting kit. It, they oh, give cool, you a couple they? of seeds for like sunflowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> they're well, a great a, company, man. Sticking through their, their website. Yeah, for sure. They are there, so they're an awesome company. No, you just make, you make your environment inhospitable for the baddies. And like, if you have a properly maintained and, and I guess, in sync uh, microbiome and, and, you know, like microclimate or micro. Yeah, like all, all the different bugs and, and, and bacteria and stuff in your backyard, you shouldn't really have issues with pests in the first place because it should all kind of take care of itself. Cool. We got, we got another question there from Ali. After reading everything on yep. Medium, I still prefer cocoa to soil, but which would you guys say is least maintenance? Thanks, guys. Soil. Yeah, soil How is least you? maintenance. Yeah. That's why I use it because I don't want no maintenance trouble. I see water it every other day. You know, two or three times a week is plenty. And if you use the right potting up technique, then there's no reason to add nutrients for like the first six weeks or so. And when the yeah, plant starts okay. looking hungry, stick it in a new pot with some new soil, and that's going to have some extra food in there for a couple of weeks, and then pot it up again. Yeah. So you know, the reason that I even use super soil in the first place was like when I first started growing more intensively. Um, I would my job took me away for like two to three weeks at a time, right? So yeah, yeah. I would have to not be here to watch my plants and my partner isn't like she's super smart but she's not super green thumb you know so the best she can do is just water them so i had to figure out a way for her to just be able to water them and not you know screw anything up for lack of a better term and with the super soil yeah you, you it's a little bit more work in the beginning you gotta it's, you know baking a cake or whatever you have to mix all the ingredients together and let it cook for a little while but after that you're basically good to go for the entirety of your of your grow um, my recipe that I developed is good for like three, three and a half months of growth in a in a three and a or three three ish gallon pail, depending on you know the strain. Some are, are a little bit more hungry than others, but yeah, I had to develop a very simple system in order for for my girlfriend to be able to take care of my plants while I was gone, and that's why I use soil. Um, there's nothing like cocoa is not hard it's just you have to be there every day yeah. to, to do it right yeah. so and you have to you have to he's an abandoning beast coco yeah. is takes extra yeah. equipment we have another question here lads we do um, it's just it's we can see dave is saying the same he's having the same issues outdoors small flies are eating the shit out of his fan leaves and everything what would be a good option for that would it be Neem oil yeah, or I'd say neem oil spray soapy. once a week will help keep as them away. As long as it's not in flower. As long as it's not in flower, yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't spray on flowers. Uh, but flower? Oh, no, no, no. I like, uh, yeah. there's a product, it's called Safers here in Canada, but it's basically just a, a mixture of potassium salts and a little bit of pyrethrum, I think. Um, yeah natural pesticide or whatever and you you, uh, you dilute it into to water and you spray that it's very it, uh, it's what do they call it it doesn't last on the plant like it doesn't get absorbed into the tissue um, non-systemic that's right yeah non-systemic and yeah it just basically gets washed off by you know the next time it rains or, or even sooner so it's really good stuff and it kills everything it, it's non like it doesn't really give a shit what bug it hits it'll kill everything so you do have to be careful not to spray you know your ladybugs and things but that's a that's a pretty good product or something similar. Soapy yeah. water is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, that's it. But it's good to try yeah. and use something that doesn't have a scent in it. That's why people prefer castile yeah. soap 
but you can use dish yeah. soap like fairy liquid and shit. You don't use too much because yep. it can burn the plants. Well, even fairy liquid at the end of the day, it's not going to get absorbed into the plants. It'll wash off when it rains. Yeah, but the acidity of it and things like that can cause it cause the leaves to discolor and become damaged. Dish, yeah, mm, dish yeah. soap though is actually really caustic. To, like, specifically, like Dawn style dish soap. I, I mixed some one time to spray my roses because I had aphids all over the place, and I mixed it way too strong, and it just like absolutely roasted the leaves <laughs> so you gotta be careful with that so use everything lightly yeah. and if you don't do the and the type of soap dosing. is important yeah but. yeah now dave said that his his plant's not in flower yet so he can spray that yeah get some neem oh, there's a there's a nice recipe up on percy's to pop over to percy's yeah. and uh i don't know just search for homemade pesticides and there's a few ideas in there for you about nice and easy and just yeah. simple you can make them at home you might not have neem oil at home but you can use like pepper and different kinds of capsaicin, anything spicy sure, with yeah. a bit of soap, and the, the, the bugs won't like that. So spray some of that on there. That's nice and cheap, easy way to get over it. Hmm. Yeah. And definitely stop the problem now before the flowering starts. Yeah, you'll definitely. Have a better time later. Mm -hmm. So with that, I think we'll call an end to the Q&A, and we'll move on to truth. Yes. We've been listening about this for the last Are you ready? Weeks. Are you ready? Right. So I'm going to give you three statements and two of them are going to be true. And one of them is going to be false. I'm going to read them out uh, to you. Okay. Let me just expand my screen so I can see it all and read it to you. Okay. <clears throat> Marijuana may impair female fertility. Female eggs exposed to THC have an impaired ability to produce viable embryos and are less likely to result in a viable pregnancy. Right, that's number one. Number two, impaired driving even once the high wears off. Recreational marijuana use affects driving ability even when the users are not intoxicated. Cannabis users have more accidents, drive at higher speeds, and drive through more red lights than non-users. And then number three, regular users of high-potency cannabis are no more likely to report associated problems than... Oh, I'm going to start at the end of the answer, excuse me. Regular users of high-potency cannabis are no more likely to report associated problems than users who use less less often. So, I don't know, I didn't include the end of the question, so now I don't know how to finish it. Excuse me, all this preparation. I'm about to, yeah. uh, likely to associate problems and less likely to report anxiety disorders than users of low-potency strains. There we go. I'll read it out for you again. Users of high-potency cannabis are no more likely to report associated problems and less likely to report, to report anxiety disorder than users of low-potency strains. Did we get that? I need to read we all did. that again pretty much because you didn't get that, so, surely. You're geniuses. What are we saying? Go on, zombie. You have a shot first, man. Which one is the, the false one? Which one is true? Go for the first one. Discuss why. Marijuana may impair female fertility. True or false? Who's first? You can go first, mate. Oh, I can go first. Well, that's a load of rubbish. Okay. I've got three kids. Me and my missus have been smoking <laughs> for years. And they just popped out one after the other. Okay, so are you done there? Is that is that your spoof? Are you just saying number one's the spoof? Well, see, I, I'd go all three of them are total rubbish because <laughs> I, I, I can I can relate to all three of them. <laughs> okay. So I'm totally confused now. Yeah, good, I good. That's why I like it. What are you going to pick, man? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to pick one. Oh, no. Uh, 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 Ali shit. thinks number two. <laughs> uh, now, nah, well, that don't affect me driving either. Okay. Um, 
Mm. I'm gonna give you another. What was number three? Number three, that was uh, a complicated one. I'm gonna go with the complicated a, one. Users of a high potency cannabis are no more yeah. likely to report associated problems and less likely to to report yeah, I'm gonna anxiety go with that disorder one. than users of lower potency strains. You're gonna go with yeah. The... I'm gonna go with number three. I think. Okay, that's gonna be your, your spoof. Yeah. Okay. See, so Anne's going for number three. GB, you wanna go next? Yeah, I'm gonna go with number three as well because. Ah. I, I, from experience, I know I function personally so much better when yeah. I'm stoned. Um, it, it, it also helps me stay. I have, I have arthritis and Sjogren's disease. It's an autoimmune disorder. So it helps me an awful lot in that side. So I don't have to take fucking hardcore chemist yeah. medicine. Um, but yeah, I drive perfectly well. I, and if I don't, so you go for number two spliff, then. No, well, I take. Well, whoa, I don't know. <laughs> I drive perfectly. I drive perfectly, perfectly well. Well, according to this statement, even when you're not high, your abilities to drive are, are less than what they could be if you don't smoke. Thirty seconds, Jimmy. Yeah, what's well, it going to be? Two or three. I, I drive better stoned. I don't know. Oh, fuck it. We go with number three. Okay, number well, three. I'm, no, we're moving yeah, on. TG, what are you saying, mate? Yeah. Um, well, my <laughs> logic is I think they're all bullshit too. Just, you know. But in my mind, the first two are probably quote unquote true because they're likely the ones that have been I don't know, in my mind, it's easy to study and make that correlation uh between driving and and smoking, because you know most of the studies that are actually done right show that there is no correlation, but there are some and those are still floating around. So, and the same with the pregnancy thing, I think, I don't think there is, you know, in my super non-medical opinion, any correlation between that, but I do think that there's not enough evidence out there to say that there isn't. So those two, I think are true. So I'm going to have to go with number three, even though I think that it's also false. Okay. Three, or, three all for number three sense? so far, right? Yeah, man. Monkey, what are you saying? Oh, wow. the okay, so the first one, let's take a look. Um, I think I'm I'm with zombie on that one. I've got two kids and it never seemed to be a problem. So let's just <laughs> if anything. So is uh, that the spoof? I actually I think I remember uh, I think I remember something about it was the sperm that was in was affected and not the eggs. So maybe that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. the second one was uh, I know you know what if, if it's gonna happen, Mackie, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna have to go with the third one as well. I don't really believe it, like like Temple said, but I do remember something in the news a while back when they were having a lot of problems with people right after legalization, and they were pointing to the extreme high potencies and THCs. Skunk and weed, man. Skunk weed. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those Super skunk. Mind bending. <laughs> Yeah, okay, no, then. so you're going to go for number three. Over. Number three. Yeah, number three. Yeah, you all caught me out in the first week. I think I clean slated me. You all got it correct. Yeah, well, you know. well done, everybody. <laughs> well done. Everybody it's, it's, it's feels like we're, we're all idiots. You know, yeah, I'm just testing the water, man. I'm going to see how far I can go with this. <laughs> right, so um, uh, user, yeah, where are we? Pick number two. Right, yeah, so, these are all from false. Science Daily. Right, uh, a new study. First of all, go for the real risk associated with cannabis exposure during pregnancy. 
uh, a new study from research at Western University, at Queen's University and Queen Un- Queen's University. I'm so high. Sorry about my reading ability. Definitively yeah. shows that regular exposure to THC, the main psychoactive ingredient in cannabis during pregnancy, has significant impact on the placental and fetal development. So it looks like smoking weed is bad during pregnancy or even yeah. having any exposure during pregnancy. Well, do, how did they say how or what happens? They go into a lot of detail, and you can find it on uh, sciencedaily.com, yeah. but I don't want to read it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So, some good studies, though. Go for you know. that. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's a long That's one, good. but it's a good study, and they've got some uh, some good references in there too. So it's not I'm just sure. uh, how much to talk. What's to talk about the the driving one there, Mikey? Yeah, so the, the driving one. Apparently, you you are a worse off driver when you're intoxicated by weed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it's obviously rubbish. I mean, I feel that it's like when you're an everyday smoker, it's not really a, a major thing. You know, you don't really get hit by it. You don't get too stoned by it. It's just, you know, it's like drinking a cup of coffee. But if you're a non-smoker and you hit a spliff and then get behind the wheel of a car, you're going to fucking crash it, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I'd good. argue, too, though, that, like, someone, you know, like myself and other medical patients, it's in our best interest to be medicated. So that we feel back yeah. to quote unquote, you know, normal. Um, normal. You know, that's how I, it goes for me. So while I'm driving, I'm not going to have this, you know, stupid stomach spasm right in the middle of, of uh, traffic or something, and then have to pull right. over because you know it, that because that's what cannabis does. It it helps me avoid those types of things. And, and you know, you could you could definitely say the same for a lot of other conditions too, even more so. So in that sense, I think that. I don't know. It depends on the situation, but yeah, right, there's a lot more. And number three, being done. the spoof, users of a high potency cannabis are no more likely to report associated problems than less likely, and less likely to report anxiety disorders. I just can't get that sentence right, can I? Then users of low no. potency strange. Right, that one is the spoof because apparently users of high potency cannabis are four more times more likely to report associated problems. That's crazy, right? Well, there's there's a bit of a thing on this because I reckon that the four times more likely, I reckon these people have got mental issues already. Mm-hmm. So the cannabis is affecting their mental issue and not them as a person. So the, the symptoms are coming from that side of it. But up until this this point where they'd smoke this high-potency cannabis, they're only smoking the low-grade shit from their local dealer. So it wasn't really having that much of an effect. This is done by Science Daily again. This well, this is on Science Daily. The, the research is done by the University of Bristol. Uh, published today, the research uses data from children of the 90s and long t- a long-term health study that recruited more than 14,000 pregnant women and their babies born in and around Bristol in the early 1990s. That's crazy, man. That's a lot of fucking pregnant women. Mm. And it's been following their health and development ever since. So, you know, it's got it's got to be a good study See, the amount of research put in there. That's pretty cool, man. What are you saying, GB? They need to research, they need to research somebody like us. <laughs> that that yeah. can actually and put the comparison though. I'm serious. And yeah, you put yeah. like a comparison. Like you we all have like I have a really good job in the real world. Yeah, I smoke weed all day long. You, know? yeah. you don't you don't have to like try to and show people that like the stereotype. Obviously we can't do it in, in our countries because it's illegal, but 
in, in right. other countries. That's what they need. They need p- to show people that are in the professional world that it's not that it's all good. It's that it's it can still... be done as normal once it's done in moderation. And once yeah, you're not you... like, I, it's common sense, guys. You don't get behind the wheel of the car if you're fucking mounged out or after like eating a shitload of edibles. Oh, yeah. That's just stupidity. You know, it's like yeah. it's like getting behind the wheel of a car, fucking drunk. You know, you should go to prison for some shit like that. You know, but if you have one spliff and drive down the road, you're not impaired. You're not. It's like having one drink. That's a different actually conversation altogether because drink driving. I'm so against it myself. Yeah, but, I'm um, it's totally different though, to smoking because you. you your whole perception of everything, your depth perception, your field of view, everything is totally changed. Whereas when you weed, it's, it's totally not. You need to know what you're doing too. It's like riding a bike. You know, I, the first time somebody rides a bike, I wouldn't recommend that they go on the hardest, you know, downhill mountain bike course ever. I would, I would, and then get your friend to film it on YouTube and upload it so I can see that shit. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what I mean though? You're going to have a bad time. Just like weed. You shouldn't, you shouldn't like, do something that may like driving is inherently dangerous by itself. And if you, mm-hmm. if you've not experienced with, with, with cannabis and you don't really know how it's going to affect you, or it does affect you in kind of a negative way, because some, that's just some people, so everybody is different, right? Then you need to have the, the sense not to drive. And, and that's where the, the issue is, because I don't think you can, you know, put it up to individual people to make that wow. ethical decision because anyway all you yeah, exactly right clean right. slated me picked out the spoof straight away so next week it's going to be a lot more difficult prepare yourselves stay up to date on the news. <laughs> and if yeah. you want to know more about them articles then just go to science daily and search for cannabis you'll find them happy days okay right so now we're going to move on to the stoner quote of the week Look at this, got a little Shakespeare face going on right there. This there. Shakespeare. Apparently Shakespeare was a stoner. It's TG, this is yours, mate. What's the stoner quote of the week? Well, I thought I'd uh, take one from the legendary Dr. Lester Grinspoon. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah, so he he said, uh, it's a pretty famous quote. I'm sure lots of people have heard it, but I began to study marijuana in 1967. I had not yet learned that there is something very special about illicit drugs. If they don't always make the user behave irrationally, they certainly cause many non-users to behave that way. So, I don't know. I like that. It was very true. People that, you know, just, they refuse to to try the thing, whether it's drugs, whether it's, you know, anything that, that they hate so much and they have no experience in actually talking about what they're talking about. And then we have the, the situation that we have. So there needs to be a little more clear headed. You know, when did he say that? Did he say when, when the quote was? What no, year? it doesn't list. I bet that was way back in the 70s as well. I'm sure. You know, he, he, him and Cole Sagan were friends. Yeah, you know, they totally. used to talk about weed a lot. And they were yeah. to, I, I remember reading somewhere about way back in the 70s, it was like, surely in five years, cannabis will be legalized. And obviously, yeah. still hadn't for another 30 years after that, at least. Yeah. Crazy shit, uh, man. Yeah, As if we're still fighting this fight, eh? Yeah. Well, it's slowly but surely, you know. And yeah, we'll like, like we were talking about earlier, I think when the United States really kind of gets on board with, with the legalization, then the rest of the world will be more much more inclined to follow along. 
sure. So, fingers crossed. Right, yeah, so the outro, everybody. It's been a good pilot, right? We've done pretty well. Yeah, so, I thought it's been pretty yeah, good. Very well. We can yeah. pat ourselves on the back. I don't know if it's worth it, but yeah. Yeah, man. We flowed through that live and everything. Everybody, thank you very much for joining us and being involved in the chat. You know, we've just been over two hours now on the, on the stream. We don't want to keep you much longer than that. We know everybody's got things to do. We appreciate everybody signing up. If you go over to Percy's and you're not a member already. If not, we'll see you next week. Same time, 10 o'clock for us UK viewers. Uh, what time are you on, TG? What time do you start in Canada? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Central time. What about you, uh, uh, Monkey? Uh, Three o'clock Eastern, uh, four, uh, what is that? Uh, no, I got it backwards. Four o'clock Central, five o'clock Eastern. Sweet. In the US. That's it, man. Just and give a shout out to Jordan goes, as well. Remember to hit that like button. Hit oh, yeah. Like button. Hit that like button. Like, subscribe. Make sure you share with your friends as well. We, we, we need the community to help us with the podcast to grow. So I have this up Drop on iTunes the in the Percy. next few days as well. So. Drop by the Percy's, introduce yourself. Yes. If you're not a member, sign up. Yeah, and come and let us know what you yeah, think, what the fuck board. that noise was. <laughs> Don't forget about that. <laughs> Get over to Percy's, let us know what the fuck that was. Yeah. More questions. I like questions. Yeah, man. Um, also, questions for next week. If you want to ask them, yeah. then let us yeah. know also in the podcast section. Can't wait to see you next week, my dudes. Yeah. Grow with love. Thanks, yeah. Cade. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks, yes. everyone. Have a good and night. Of course, to the panel. Monkey, TG, CN, uh, GB. Thank you, everybody. You know you put a lot into it, mate. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Being a pleasure. I'll flick this up. You can sign up to Perseus. You can just follow the link in the description. Nice and easy. Yeah, you see that? Our members see an increased yield and quality of their cannabis. See that? Sign up. <laughs> Learn more. You know what I'm saying? Thanks see again, you. everybody. Been awesome. PersiusGrowroom.com. Nice one, lads. It's time. And channel. Still didn't stop streaming. I'm going to do it now. <laughs>